You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. You are tuned in to the Oz Network once again as we're continuing on with our recap of Survivor Game Changers episode three is done and dusted, and we are here to discuss everything that happened in this episode and probably a few things that didn't because they happened on another episode of other shows, but we'll certainly get through that very, very shortly. I'll quickly start off by saying my name is Ben and the trees have balls. Just thought I'd point that out. And speaking of balls, I've got four of them in front of me. That kind of really sounded the wrong way, actually, now that I uh, mentioned that out loud. I have two gentlemen who are joining me on the line, and they are from Australian Survivor. Now, I'm very excited for this because, sadly, our sort of our parent show, the show that this came from, Survivor Oz, uh, we ended just literally about the day before Australian Survivor started to air. We apparently were just so stressed and I don't know what that we had to go, nah, can't do it, can't cover our own local version, despite how long we'd been waiting for. But it aired, it was a great season, and two guys who were on that season are on the line. The very first time I've ever had Australian Survivor contestants on any of my shows. First of all... Yeah. Yeah, they're they're so excited right now. I would like to introduce, first of all, uh, Craig Anson's on the line. Craig, welcome to the Oz Network. Ben, thank you so much. I will just let you know it's I... Anson, Uh-oh, like get it up right. already. I honestly, Anson. okay. No, it's okay. Ben, <laughs> ben, ben, There's the editing. That's what I was telling you about. <laughs> but Ben, like honestly, mate, like I am so happy to be here. As what you said about um, Survivor Oz, massive thing. I always, always went to for my Survivor chat and get tos, and I am so honoured to have you come back. And thank you so much so much mate for getting to contact me and let me chat with you because i i'm honored to be here i'm so i'm so cool because the people you talk to bitch the people you talk to are the people i want to talk to so we can swap some numbers oh definitely definitely we'll, we'll be doing some trading here don't don't you worry about that uh, also joining us on the line is somebody who actually we've just i think worked out is about five minutes from where craig is right now and yet they're still in uh two separate lounge rooms on two separate internet connections uh also from australian survivor it's andrew torrens andrew welcome to the oz network i said torrens correctly i haven't the i That's torrens correct, or something ben. you got my my name correct. You got the most important correct, mate. So that's all you need to worry about. I, I, <laughs> again, my name pronunciation has not improved. Doesn't matter what this show is called, but uh, it's it's exciting because not only are you guys obviously from Australia, but you guys are super fans of Survivor. So we're, we've sort of uh, we saw that on the show. Uh, we've seen that through you know post interviews and everything that you guys post. I uh, just just quickly before we talk about this season, and we'll, we'll sort of spread throughout this episode. You know, chats about your season as well, Andrew. You obviously heard in our, the only episode we ended up doing on Australian Survivor that I was involved in at least, where uh, Noah and I talked about the fact that you dropped a Brian Hardick quote. And we said in that episode, if Andrew has done this deliberately, if this is actually Brian, this guy is the greatest guy ever to compete on Australian Survivor. Andrew messaged me after that episode, I will say, and said that, yes, I dropped that quote because of Brian Hardick. So, I mean, you are a super <laughs> fan, Andrew, and you like, you like the king. So you're all right in my books. Can I just point that out? Oh, that's good, Ben. Thank you very much. Balls to the wall tonight, mate. Good. Um, we're ready to go. And like I said to you off air before, it's surreal for me and Craig because we spoke about Survivor Oz. You all like, you know, the iconic iconic voices of Survivor podcasting, Rob Sessanino and Ben Waterworth. And to be able to talk to you tonight um, is just amazing in our book, mate. So 
it's very surreal and it's taken us back to the island, that's for sure. That, that's the that nicest thing anyone has ever said to me. That, that's, that's, um, yeah, Craig, you've got some sucking up to do if uh, Andrew's going to suck up that much. Uh, how much do you uh, like me? Ask- <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, don't ask me to suck up. That's really cliche. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, and here I was thinking I was going to get a happy ending at the end of this, but uh, <laughs> I... I actually, I'm actually intrigued though, and like this probably just sounds like I'm inflating my own ego. But I mean, th- can I just point out this is the 2000th episode of radio or podcast I've ever hosted, so you guys are actually joining a special kind of thing for me. Um, oh my god! Like hashtag 2000. Yeah. Well, I just worked it out. Apparently, I counted every single one. But uh, that's a that's. Oh my god! A, Are you serious? Hashtag 2000. Ben Waterworth. Hashtag Survivor Talk. Let's go for it. I just want. I need to find out. And again, inflating my own ego here. I'm allowed to do it as well. What do you talk about, Survivor Oz? I, I'm intrigued. Like, what's the conversation? Are you like, oh god, you know, iconic podcast host Ben Waterworth and Rob Sesson? But god, that Ben Waterworth sucks. God, his interviews were shit. I mean, is that kind of where the conversation goes? Great. For, me, for, for me personally, no. I loved going to Survivor Oz and reading up on the stats, the um, episode breakdowns, everything like that. Like, I liked how you knew the ins and outs of a cat's ass of what the hell happened. Like, <laughs> you did. And that's, that's the thing about being a fan is that I like to know, like, we all watch the episode, we all know what happens, we all can watch that. But to see the thing about, you know, this person actually played for 110 days or, you know, on day 34 they didn't eat this. The, the things you find out, Ben, from your conversations with people is what I wanted to know um, and what I lived for and... And yeah, the in the the little minor stuff that you amazingly got the because obviously if I wanted to know you know the basics, I'd just go to a normal podcast or I'd go to a normal website. But I never did. I never did. I always, always, always went to Survive Oz. And I'll also say that I went to Survive Oz deliberately on a Monday, Tuesday for the top ten. Shit. We enjoyed. So, yeah, we, we we did enjoy those. We I mean they. I love them. They were like my weekly go to Ben, and I'm saying that I have become depressed <laughs> because I haven't got that. Well, I will say it's actually since we've sort of brought back the Oz Network, the, the emails and questions we've gotten are the top tens coming back. Are, you know, the features yeah. coming back, and uh, Ben, those top tens were fabulous. The top tens yeah. were amazing because the top tens were so in depth. Everyone had their voice. The top 10, I honestly, I lived for the top 10s. It was like I waited for them and always jumped on too early to make it count, <laughs> to wait for the top 10s, but it was never early. And as soon as the top 10, I was, I was engrossed. Like, I wasn't doing work. I was looking at top 10s <laughs> at work and everyone's like, are you looking at a fucking Survivor website? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, bitch, I am. So go back to your seat, do nothing, shut up. Wow. Uh, Andrew, I don't know if you have anything to add. Um, but <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, no, Craigie pretty much tells all yeah. this. But for you as well, Ben, like I said to you earlier, <clears throat> Before our season started, obviously there was that rumour online that you could potentially be on Australian Survivor. So I was really going back through Survivor Oz before going out there. And even in pre-game as well, I downloaded quite a few interviews. I mean, listening to them on my iPad, on my iPod, um, to try and go back and see, okay, what sort of game would you play 
and what sort of things did you mention in your previous interviews? Um, I know that you're a big fan of Russell as well um, and sort of went back through those. And so I was stalking the shit out of you <laughs> while I was there in pregame Ponderosa. So, it was you. Yeah, you I'm, were the one. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's it. So, yeah, I was definitely looking for you on those trucks, mate, because I thought you might be out there. So, so having said that, Andrew, would you have worked with me or would you have thought I was dangerous? What would what was your perception? What were you thinking about me if I was on that show? Um. I think with your level of knowledge, I probably wouldn't have. Um, I probably would have targeted you straight off the bat. And I felt like, because I knew so much about you, if you were going to try and say that you weren't who you were, I was going to use that again to say, look, this dude's a massive podcaster. Like, he knows everything about survival. Let's get him out straight away. So just to be honest, I wouldn't have, you know, <laughs> come after you, mate. I'm sorry. So if I, had, but, if um, I had just started walking around and tried to, like, hunch down and put on, like, a different voice, like, hi, I'm Ben. No, I'm not that podcast host. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, you still wouldn't have believed me. Okay. Like, Hell's no. Yeah. No, that's not him. All right. So in, other words, what it, what, in other words, what he's saying, Ben, is that he admired you and thought you were amazing. Yes. But if you yes. fucking hit the truck, yes. you would have been first boot, bitch. Okay. All right, so so now I know that when, I, when I'm on the next season or season three or season four and I go on to win that and I'm on an All-Stars or some sort of returning player season with Andrew and yourself, Greg, that I've got a basic... I mean, I can talk to this now. This is strange because, like, I've done so yeah. many interviews with Americans. It's, like, never going to happen. But this literally could happen, so... <laughs> it absolutely could happen, girl, and you need to put that positivity out there because, yeah, exactly the same thing as what Andrew said. But if I see you hit the bitch, bitch, you're gone. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, basically, Ben, you get on Survivor, you're fucked. Uh, yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> Where there you are, Ben. Sorry. <laughs> I, will go, I will go harder than Des did. There you go. Uh, <laughs> I, will, I will put on a show. Uh, oh, Survivor game changes. Uh, I'll start with you, Andrew. We're, we're now three episodes in. Just general. I mean, are you enjoying this season so far? Yeah, I love it. Um Spewing that Tony went home early. I'm a huge, huge Tony fan. Um, but, yeah, it's a great season, you know. And that's the other crazy thing as well. How does – sorry, sort of jumping ahead here, but how does Sandra get through those first two votes without a single vote cast against her is crazy and shows you how good she is at this game. It's nuts. It's a crazy season. Not what I would have expected at all. Um, I, thought Tony, I thought for sure Sandra would go first because it's so easy to get rid of her. But, yeah, I just love the season overall. I love Tribal Council. The ship theme's amazing. Um, it's just a great, great season, with a couple of exceptions, obviously, Sierra and oh. Haley sort of being a bit, <laughs> what are they there for? But, anyway, it remains to be seen, I guess. Craig? Sierra John Thomas? Are you serious? Do you understand why she's there? She's fabulous. I mean... Okay, first off the bat, like, yes, I thought the same thing about Sierra Dawn Thomas. No, Tony's a different story. We'll talk about that. But Sierra Dawn Thomas, honestly, like, that was the one person I was like, are you serious? What the hell is this bitch here for? (laughs) But then, in the sense of the game, she's the one that picks up the advantage clue. Like, are you kidding me? How does that happen? Like, how does that happen? Um... I'm I'm ecstatic about the whole season. I'm ecstatic about how it's begun. Um, I don't like the first boot. I absolutely do not like it, and everyone can criticize me about it. But Sierra, I you know I've got a lot to talk about her. But I did not like that she was the first boot. But I did not. I absolutely did not think that Tony was going to go second. Um, it was ridiculous in the sense of the game. I love it. Um, Tribal Council looks absolutely fantastic and, you know, 
obviously me and Andy being there, it looks fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. But, oh my God, it's just ridiculous. It's just so full on and so crazy and it's a different level to us. So... I love it. I, I guess we can talk a little bit about the cast um, because, I mean, we, we mentioned this a little bit with T-Bird last week and she gave some very good um, sort of like... You talked to T-Bird last week? Didn't you? You did like, Have you week? not even listened to... Craig, you get talked about. T-Bird announced her love for you in the episode. I asked those questions. You, oh, you, you're disappointed. You're no <laughs> fan of mine. You're I just sucking up. Kidding. You're pulling a bit more than worth. You're sucking out. up. Oh the last time I listened to the thing you talked to T-Bird about was when she was showing you her flag on her wall that Jeff signed and someone bid for an auction on it and I was like, oh my god, she's fabulous. She actually talked about me? She did. I mean, let's, let's put this into context. When we were organising this last week, Craig and I are Facebook messaging and I've said, I've said to Craig, because you know, you were saying to me how much you love T-Bird. I'm like, ask some questions. So you've sent me all these questions. I've asked them to T-Bird and T-Bird has declared her love for you in this podcast and Look, I was wondering why we didn't have any listeners last week, and that's because Craig didn't listen. So there we go. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm actually gobsmacked, and I'm going back. I need to. Oh He's about to hang God, up right that's... now just to go listen to oh, last no, week. No, no, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to hang up. But I'm at, I'm overwhelmed. That is brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I. I, I've, I've got a little bit of survivor love right here. You do? <laughs> talking about hooking you guys up. You know, oh there you God. go. But, oh, um, my God. We, I mean, we were talking with T-Bird about the fact, and she she gave some very good um, arguments, I guess, for this whole game-changing twist. And, I, I mean, I'd like to get your opinions on this, because, I mean, we've mentioned Sierra. I guess my biggest one is, is Haley. If this was a, a just an All-Stars 2, if that's all they called it, then sure, you might not be as, um, you know, anti-Sierra, anti-Haley, because you're always going to have those random ones there. Given it's called Game Changers, that's where I think you can be like, Sierra, Haley, really? Caleb, what did they do to change the game? I mean, Craig, I guess, kind of going back to what we're talking about, Sierra and some of these other people, is that, do you have other issues with other people on this cast that are similar to that just because it's called Game Changers? Absolutely. Um, Like, look, just... Giving a shout out to T-Bird, I, I will say, because I know she's going to be listening to this after you've you know, put it forward, Ben, <laughs> I was absolutely gutted, absolutely yeah, gutted second that she did not make second chance. I screamed, that was uh, throw the remote at the TV yeah. moment. So to watch a season like this um, and to have these past players from a.k.a. that season, that had the opportunity. Like, fucking Troy Zen, are you serious? <laughs> Get rid of that stupid dick. Like, put T-Bird back in that. Like, what the hell? I don't understand. I don't understand. Ben, you could, you can might explain it to me. I don't understand how Jeff Probst can speak to T-Bird and tell her she's not on, watch her face crumble and fall apart, yeah, and then have a season like this, and put someone on like Troy Zan. Are you kidding me? Like, uh-huh. it just ridiculous me. But this season with Game Changers, um, there is probably half a cast that I class as Game Changers. Um, but then, yes, there's people on there that I just go, what? <laughs> like, I don't understand why you're actually there. But I also understand it in the mix of Survivor, you've got to put hardcore players with, the dickheads 
and see where that goes. But I do think that being a player, um, previous player, you would look at this and go, that person doesn't belong to be there. Um, that person didn't do anything. I did more than that. Like, I can see that and... Oh, I don't know, like, I mean, like, oh my god, like, Sierra, Don, Thomas, Hallie, like, we all, we all talk, even Caleb, like, what, you got evacuated? Okay, mate, like, come on yeah. now. Um, to add, even, to even that, to, yeah, go. Sorry, Craig, to add yeah, to that, go, babe. like, there's some people on there that I wouldn't call game changers, like, I would never call Jeff Varner a game changer <gasps> in any sense of the word, but I love him, mm. and I'm glad yes. that he's on there, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And there's, like, Hayley and Sierra... Yeah, it's. I mean, they shouldn't even be there at all. The but, thing, the thing, yeah, I don't see some people. On there. I don't know if you guys kind of went unspoiled with the cast. I mean, the cast was leaked a very long time before this season, obviously, uh, ultimately aired. Um, but it, it was kind of interesting in the lead up to when when the cast was being leaked and some of the names that were initially on this list and some of the names that are ultimately, you know, I mean, for people who don't know, like people like Earl Cole was initially on this cast, you know, really? um, uh, Natalie Anderson, Natalie, people like this was on Natalie it. Was on um, Earl had to yep. drop out. Natalie dropped out allegedly because she was sick. She and that's why Sierra's on this cast. Actually, Sierra was Natalie's exactly. placement. I read that. So it's interesting to see that. And I think they've probably along the lines gone with this and changed because initially I think it was meant to be something like, uh, winners or, like, really, like, you know, versus people who hadn't made the merge or something like that. Yeah. And it was supposed to, wasn't it supposed to be, like, um, pre-merge, merge, yeah, winners? or something like along that. those lines. And I, I know from my, my perspective, I was always looking forward to when they officially announced it and the Jeff Probst preview video about how Jeff Probst explains that Haley's a game changer, <laughs> how Caleb's a game changer. And I loved his reaction to Caleb. Are you serious? There's no one else bigger than a game changer. He literally wanted to give his life to be... It's like, so did Mike Scoopin, so did Russell Swan, so did, like, so did all these other evacuees. You've had that season. Russell that Swan, oh my God. God, yes. <laughs> but, I oh mean, it's God. it's interesting. I mean, Andrew, I don't know if you had anything else to sort of add. I mean, you kind of obviously mentioned a little bit there uh, going on what Craig was saying. But, I mean, outside, I mean, do you have any other issues with the cast, I guess? Um, probably the same thing, like Ty as well. Ty's not a game changer to me. But at the same time, it's interesting to see him back because he was such a flippy, floppy, wavy sort of guy and a great character for TV as well. Um I don't know, I suppose when, you know, casting, all those sorts of issues are, you know, are players available to play, are they willing to play, which quite a few of them are, but they've also got to put them together, which will make for electric television as well. So um, it's hard, but, yeah, definitely there's quite a lot of players out here. You know, Sierra, Haley, Ty, Caleb, just to name a few, Brad Culpepper as well. I love the fact that like Craig is, is hating on Brad and, and Troy Zan, two of my favourites <laughs> that I'm so glad are back. What? <laughs> are you serious? This, this is again when all of a sudden, God, he edits his show well. Brad That's why we Cole liked him. Pepper. But <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Brad Culpepper. <laughs> <laughs> We haven't had it yet. We haven't. We haven't had it yet. Uh, I, I, I like, although I do like your idea there, Craig. Before she was saying, I think season forty is now going to be called Hardcore Players vs Dickheads. Don't know how that will get past the censors. I, I mean, just quickly before we go into this episode, then you, you were mentioning last week and uh, sort of the first boot with Sierra and then, and then Tony. I mean, 
it was fascinating to me, and we talked about this with T-Bird, that a tribe with Tony and Sandra can lose first and none of them are the first boot. I mean, Andrew, yeah. do, you, I mean, do you have sort of anything really to just quickly going on, both Sierra and you obviously mentioned you were a Tony fan, but uh, on how yep. that played yep. out last week? Um, ridiculous. How Sandra... You know, Sandra and Tony were the two people whose names came up the most in all the pre-game interviews. I think Tony had seven votes, Sandra had six or something like that. Um, how they survived the first tribal council is beyond ridiculous to me. Um, and how Sandra survived both of them is crazy. You know, Sandra is someone who is so easy to throw her name out there. It's, look, this woman has won twice. She is not physical. She is a strategic threat and she's a social threat. Get rid of her for fuck's sake. She's won twice. It's so easy. And yet she survives two tribal councils and is still there at the swap. It's just ridiculous. It shows you how good she is at the game, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and Tony, unfortunately, just overplayed and ran into this bloody wrecking ball, which is Sandra Diaz Twine, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Craig, do you have uh, anything to add? I mean, you seem to be a huge Sierra fan, then, as in Sierra Easton, not Sierra Dawn Thomas. Oh, look, I, wa- I am a big Sierra Eastern fan. Um, I was gutted that she left. Um, I, I have had, you know, me and Phoebe, stupid bitch, um, <laughs> bitch stole my idol, had a lot of conversations regarding, <laughs> regarding Sierra. And she said the same thing, like, she doesn't deserve to be back. What the hell is she there for? And I said to her, like, she does deserve to be there. Like, in Blood versus Water, Sierra literally went out there and did anything and everything she could to make it to the end. In Second Chances, no. She just went out there with the whole, I'm going to play a big game. I'm going to be hardcore. I'm a cool person. But um, I, I was gobsmacked that she went first. But at the same time, watching the episode, I was looking at her going, Shut up. <laughs> shush. 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 <laughs> Just shush up, you stupid bitch. Like, <laughs> she was dragging everything to herself. Like, for fuck's sake. Like, I learned lessons for my second chance for her <laughs> playing that game and how she just approached it and was like, this is what we need to do. And everyone went, okay, bitch, you open your mouth. Look, you're opening it too much. You need to go. Like, it was just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But I, lo- I, I do love her and... I'm sad to see her go straight up. Mm, it's she was an interesting one. I mean, I I, I kind of I, I never disliked Sierra. I never liked Sierra. She was just kind of one of those ones that was just kind of there. Cool. She voted her mum out. Good on you. Um, she flipped a, a week too late, <laughs> forcing the rock draw. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, hindsight, it's easy to say that from the couch. I mean, you guys have played it now. I'm sure you're probably saying the same thing at the time, but you know, you've been out there now. I guess you can kind of. Andrew's shaking his head still. He's like, no. Nah. Yeah, I just can't believe it. It's stupid, But you can't believe that you actually played it, or you yeah. can't believe that you voted. <laughs> Voted what? Sorry, I missed that. I was like, you can't believe that you were out there or you can't believe that you thought you were Ferrari brain. Wow. Start again, start again. Cut, cut, cut. Yep, yep. Welcome back to the Oz Network. Uh, We've got a special uh, special pair of people on the show today. Uh, Nothing else has happened previously before this. This this week's episode, uh, I mean, straight away, we're straight into it. We're on the beach. Drop your buffs, and we're we're switching it up. We're into three tribes, uh, and look, 
I can mispronounce Craig's name. Let's try my hand at these tribe names now. So alongside Mana and Nuku, we have, is it Tavau? Am I saying that correctly? The Green Tribe. Tavua. 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 That too. That Tavua. one. Um, yeah. <laughs> the Green Tribe. I've got, on, I've got it on my TV at the moment. I'm watching it again. All right. You can you can listen to Jess pronounce because that's the one we go with. I mean, I'll start with you, Andrew. What, what do you think of a twist like this? I mean, it's not the first time we've seen the whole, you know, let's make two into three. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, we saw that in Second Chances. I mean, it's 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 interesting they do it so early. I don't know if I particularly like the fact they yeah. do it so early. I mean, what's your take on it? Um, I like it from a viewer's standpoint that they do it so early. I'd hate it as a player. It'd be oh, ridiculous because all yes. your first few day relationships within those first six days pretty much out the window. Mm-hmm. And I think you saw that with the play this season too. You saw big majorities of numbers without anyone really locking into alliances because I think they anticipated that this swap was coming. Um, so that's where you saw like those big block of votes for Tony, those big block of votes for Sierra. Um, people sort of just locking in, going with the majority because I assume that they anticipated that this what was coming. I like it as uh, a viewer, would hate it as a player, but now that they've done it a few times, I think they kind of need to back off a bit because players will start anticipating it and they won't lock into alliances and it'll sort of defunct the reason that it was put in place was to mix up alliances straight away. Um, people just won't lock into them for the first few days, I don't think. And, and let's be honest too, just quickly, Craig, before I get to you, is that a lot of the time from a viewer's perspective or just a fan's perspective, some of us know this is going to happen because when a Planet, Bluff, a Planet Buff are selling three different uh, yeah. buffs early on before the merge buff, kind of obvious there's going to be a third tribe at some point. So uh, just pointing that out. Uh, Craig, what's your take on, on the twist? I'll just say, did you see Jeff actually present them with their buffs and he had two plates full of buffs? Mm -hmm. And if you actually watch it again, you see him just present one plate a lot of the time. And I was like, oi, bitch. No. (laughs) I didn't see that. You present, watch it again, and you see him, it's like his left-handed buff plate just continuously goes along the line until they're all gone, and then he presents the next one. Um, I love Three Tribes. I think it's great, but at the same time, in this sort of a game of Game Changers, you need to have that. You need to have it. Like, you need to keep these bitches on their toes because um, it's so much more than just getting comfortable or established to show that you're a game changer or to show that you're a second-time player, a third-time player, or a fourth-time player, you need to show what you got. And mm-hmm. we want to see that. And I agree with Andrew. This, this, this move is more entertainment for us as a viewer than the actual game because, seriously, fuck that. Yeah. If they did that, like, <laughs> our second, third, twelfth day in, fuck that. Yeah. Like, it for would sure. be bullshit. I mean, our... our Swap was fucked. So, yeah, swaps are not good for a viewer. Fabulous. It's it's so interesting with the... I mean, this is now the fourth full All-Star season and how each kind of has had that different take on it. So, obviously, like the first All-Stars, I started with three, became two, then continued into another version of two. Heroes Villains, we didn't even have a, a swap or a dissolve because, I mean, that was, I guess, even along oh. that way. And then, obviously, yeah. Second Chances, you know, similar to this, we had two, became three, then another swap. So, I mean, on that note, I'm guessing we're probably going to assume at one point they're going to become two again. 
Would you like to see them maybe try and keep it as three? I've always been an advocate on three tribe seasons, and maybe it's just because it's never been that even, to try and keep them at three until we get to a merge. Craig, I don't know if you would maybe like to see them now try and keep this to three to the merge? Absolutely. I would love to see them right now try to extinct a tribe. Um, <laughs> even make them battle it out. Like, make them sweat. The... Oh, fuck. The emotions that these guys would get from being in the tribes that are at the, the, at the moment and going towards... Because they're going to be sitting there going, okay, we're either going to swap again or we're going to hit a merge. To make them not get that um, or to not make them meet the normal would make them sweat mm. and make them their choices in the game go crazy and I think that would be fabulous to be fabulous because it would make them break all of them would break all of them would go what the hell is going on and yes in season 34 to do this thing and we've seen it before and whatever they need some of that to make these players pull out some of the what the fuck is going on at the moment to make us go yeah all right, they're actually getting tested and making themselves go to the limit. Andrew? Andy? Yeah, we see, you know, going back to Survivor Philippines where they did the dissolve at 14 where Matsing got down to two people and there was that great episode before where Russell goes home and it's almost like a test of loyalty. Okay, where do your loyalties lie with? Does Denise loyalties lie with Malcolm or does it lie with Russell? Um, And I think having that scenario again would be really great because it put pressure on those alliances so say, okay, you've got an alliance of three, but if we get down to the nitty-gritty, who are you going with? Are you going, you know, if you're... Whoever are you going with this person or are you going with that person? I think they need to have another dissolve. The most recent one they had, I think, was in Kagayan when they went down to three in Luzon, but we haven't really seen a pure one until, since probably Philippines, I'd say, where they got right down to two. Yeah, um, yeah. It'd be great to see them really start sweating like Craig yeah. said, anticipating, okay, they're going to swap again soon. Okay, they're going to swap again soon. Are they going to swap? What's happening? You know, it would really freak these players out and keep them on yeah. their toes for sure. I agree. And it's, it's kind of interesting because, I mean, obviously we didn't really see that for the very first time, obviously, in Palau, and it seemed like they tried to avoid that for a long time, didn't they? They're like, oh, we can't have this situation again. Quickly swap it over and change it up. And... I think there is definitely a, a season can be made or you know broken on on a on a switch or a, or you know a, a non switch. I mean, I I always think that Gabon has just you know a pointless extra switch. I mean, even I know All Stars it it had that sort of whole element about you know save Amber, save Amber, take Jerry out. You know, I mean, it, gra- it gave us great TV. <laughs> Did we ultimately need it? And was it a bit too convenient that we had it how that played out? But I mean, I guess kind of with this one, I mean, um, it seems like it's sooner, doesn't it? But I mean, it is happened exactly the same times that happened in second chances we'd had two vote outs and then we've obviously got them into three tribes um it just it seems sooner because we've only seen this in two weeks where that would have you know spread over spread over the three obviously with the the way the tribes have ended up though uh you know two of them uh with nuku and tavua the green tribe i'm just going to stick with that i'm <laughs> very um you know 
unbalanced in terms of the fact that Troy Zan's all by himself on a tribe of original Nuku. Uh. Craig's loving that. Um, and then on uh, new Nuku, we've obviously got JT by himself. And the one tribe that kind of was, you know, had a bit of a spread, they're the ones that end up losing. So, I mean, we'll talk about them last. Mm. Uh, just on Nuku first, I mean, we didn't really get a whole lot. We got JT's whole, you know, I'm going to take him out to the water and I'm going to go <laughs> looking for it. Uh, I mean, but how good was that? It was. How it was. Good it was that? really. Cool. It was great. It was, was great to watch. Very initiative. Like that was so good. Like it's like I was watching that, going, "Oh my god, you actually had thought about it, and then you sent them out, and then they did." Yes, they were on the raft, going, "What's he doing? Oh my god, he's thinking <laughs> yeah. about this." But the fact is, they got on the raft yeah. and they went out. And he got back and looked for an hour and a half, probably yeah. four hours before, and they just still mockingly went, oh, he's probably looking for an idol. <laughs> uh, that's what the hell he's doing. Yeah, like, sure. And that's the I thing. Thought, you... I thought so, that gameplay yeah. was brilliant, Andy. Yeah, I agree as well. And that's the thing you don't appreciate until you've actually played it is how hard it is to get away from camp to go uh, looking yeah. for a hole. It's ridiculously hard. Like, you think, okay, on TV, okay, you know, oh, you can just sneak off in the bushes over there. No one's going to see you. You know, you're going to be away. No one's going to ask questions. Bullshit. The camp is tiny. Everyone's right on top of each other. To even, like, anytime anyone walks off, you're like, where's Craig going? Where's Phoebe going? Where's Rowan going? Anytime. You know what I mean? It is so hard to get away from camp. So, for JT to have the initiative, hey, I'm going to chuckle these fuckers on a raft and shove them out in the ocean while I swim back and look for the idol is really good gameplay as far as I'm concerned. And this is what I guess you guys, having been long-term fans, finally getting to play it, I mean, Mm. would have observed things like this. I mean, from my perspective, one thing that I always think would be a a giveaway with certain situations is watching the cameraman because I mean if all of a sudden you've got a bunch of people with cameras following (laughs) JT on the beach, he's not just getting pliers, there's four people following him, he's clearly looking for a fucking idol. Yeah, but that's what I said, Ben. That's what I thought was amazing about the fact that the um, advantage clue hit the deck on the season we're watching right now, Game Changers, and no one seemed to pick it up. And I was like, <laughs> uh, "There's a clue sitting on the deck, like probably three cameras are pointing at it, <laughs> and everybody's too busy grabbing stupid bamboo and watermelon and fucking rope and shit. to give a shit about it." But no, you look over, oh, there's all these people focusing on it. I agree with you 100%. But yes, that was the major thing, as Andy said. Trying to nick away from camp, everybody thinks, oh, it's so easy. Oh, it's not. No, bitch. No. No. As soon as you walk away, everybody asks. Everybody says something. Everybody notices. And if you're gone for more than two minutes or go away from hindsight or just visual where have you gone you're a target you're yeah. a god you just, i know from personal experience yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you can't go you can't go shit in the woods no. for two minutes without no. people asking questions you cannot go and have a piss in the woods no. without people going what's he doing <laughs> and that's like, that's what i've always kind of said i would be the person that would just I would be even more so in your face, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Just, like, always be your shadow. And yeah. that's why I would be the first boot, because I'd be hanging around, Andrew, what are you doing? I'm going <laughs> oh, to the toilet, then. Fuck off. <laughs> the Mr. Walk out of the trees and just appear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
it's so interesting. But I mean, I, I just quick take on JT because I think the thing with JT, we, I, I'm, I don't know if you guys ever listened to our, you know, ultimate rankings one when we sat down and ranked all 400 contestants. Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah, apologies that you can't get your life back after that. I mean, we had to sit through that. So I'm um, just uh, just letting you know that. But I mean, the thing I think Noah and I really argued for JT because I think his re- reputation got such a hit in Heroes Villains with the quote dumb move. Again, my argument is always, well, look, that was one stone throw away from being a bloody brilliant move. He just he had to do yeah. what he had to do. Do you how he's playing means a winner? He's somebody who, as a winner, has I don't even think has been mentioned that he's won this game. There's no target on JT saying, "Hey, he's won the game." He won. He was the f- first quote perfect game. I know Earl got a unanimous mm-hmm. game, but he he got you know unanimous, no votes against him. He won the people's thing. I mean, he was basically Jesus in token chains. Everybody loved him. Why is nobody thinking about JT as a target, Andrew? What's going on there? I don't know. Um, at least not in the first instance. Anyway, he seemed to really connect with, you know, Aussie as well, who he's friends with on the outside. Um, we've seen sort of learned. and But I think obviously now that he's outnumbered, I think if this swap stays around for a while, JT stays are probably numbered if he can't get that idol in his pocket really quickly. Um, he just sort of, yeah, was lucky in the first few drive days, that's for sure. Craig, do you, do you like JT? Um, I think uh, with the sense of JT being a previous winner, I think why does it need to come up? Why do people come up? Like... I think if, you're a, if you are a smart player in this game, you don't give a shit, really. Mm. Like, yes, you've won before, but that's something that you think about later in the game when you're coming down to the final 6-5-4. Um, but at this point in the game, you're still a target. You're a massive target. And whether people remember it or not, that's, that's a simple quote that you can throw out going, oh, you remember him? He won before. And people go, oh, shit, I need to target him. Throw it off me. Um, I think I'm actually very, very happy that the game in, you know, season 34 has evolved to that, that they don't actually look at your winner. Because if you remember back to All-Stars, yep. you know, season seven, yeah. seven, seven, eight, eight. eight, it was a massive thing. Mm. It was yep. a massive thing. And I just think of Jenna, that stupid bitch. <laughs> Going on about, <laughs> oh, you're, you know, Ethan's a winner. He needs to go. Tina's a winner. She needs to go. And it's like, no, they're actual players that you can use as numbers. And now we've evolved past the fact of you're a winner or you came fourth or you came second or whatever to the point of you're actually a player that I can use and people are using that and being smart about it. So that's what I love. I Completely love about agree. it. Completely agree. And yeah, it's, I mean... All Stars is, you know, still one of my top three favourite seasons. I, I, I'm top three. The, that's the reaction I often get because generally it's a hated season. But um, I, I really do like oh All Stars. But it's, it's interesting. Next to- thing you know, you're gonna goddamn say that your favourite season is goddamn fucking Redemption Island. The- <laughs> no, I'm not that. I'm not that bad. Uh, <laughs> I'll defend Thailand in one world, not Redemption Island. All right. <laughs> Thailand. Thailand. <laughs> the greatest player of all time from Thailand, Craig. Come on. Yeah. Mr. What, okay, what is your favourite player from Thailand? Go on. The, the winner, oh, besides the Mr. Freeze, Mr. the king. Uh, Andrew. Oh, my God. <laughs> yep. It's a business trip, mate. Oh it's a business trip, Craig. Don't shit. you forget yeah. it. I need to, at the oh, end of, at the end of this episode, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. <laughs> I, I mean, we sort yeah. of, with the Oz Network, we've kind of moved on from our five questions. But at the end of this episode, I'll ask you our five questions that we previously used to ask because I, I feel you, you two want to answer those. To. 
So I want ten questions. Ten. Man. I want ten. Fuck ten. I'll give you fifteen. All right. We'll keep raising the stakes. Go. Uh, I mean, just I mean, Nuku is such an interesting ben, tribe. I've been waiting for this in- interview for goddamn ten years. So you ask yeah. me whatever you like. Wow. Oh, challenge accepted. All right. I think. I think. Except rude things. I don't do dick. <laughs> oh, really? Anyway. Bullshit. Yes, you do. <laughs> this, is, this is where I ask Andrew just how much you talked about yeah. sex out there when filming Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, my God. Nuku's oh. interesting just with the, the spread of it because, I mean, if you look at who's on the tribe, so, you know, Sandra, JT, Varna, you know, Malcolm, who's, you know, again... Such a good player, not really being perceived out there. Michaela, who just each week seems to come up with a new way of realising she's playing Survivor again. I mean, I swear she doesn't know what she's doing half the time, but she's brilliant. And then Aubrey, who, hey, everyone, guess what? Aubrey's playing again. We don't see her, but she's there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... She's really quiet, which is really surprising. And that, is, I'm actually very surprised about that, yeah. too. I was just, just going to say, Andrew, I mean, is there anyone on this tribe then just kind of going through those people? I mean, who's, who's your standout player in that tribe? Who to you, Andrew, right now on that tribe do you think... They're in a good position. They've got a really good chance of, of going deep into this game. Yeah. I like Malcolm. I really like Malcolm. Um, I think it's a really good spot for him this season as well. You know, He's someone who is a big game player. Obviously, he flamed out in Karamoan quite spectacularly, um, but he played probably his best game in Philippines. And I really like the position that Malcolm's got. You know, He's in the majority. He's not really being talked about too much. Sandra is sort of taking that leadership role, which is good for Malcolm. Um, I like the position that Malcolm's in. Yeah, perfect, Craig. Which tribe we're we talking about? We're I'm talking about like Nuku, the blue, the Nuku. Oh fuck the blue! Hang on, just rewinding. <laughs> um, just give me some names. Like I'm trying to go, what the fuck? Because I'm just lo- also looking at the goddamn swap right now. Looking at this, gr- I'm looking at Andrea. Oh my god! Oh, you're so shocked, you stupid bitch. <laughs> I think think we need to go back at the beginning of this episode, put a disclaimer. Drinking game. Every time Craig calls someone a stupid bitch, have a shot. It's great. Yeah, Uh, Yeah, well, don't do that because everyone will get drunk. Um, Okay, who do you want me to talk about? Give me a name and I'll yell it out. Well, just basically, who on on Nuku. So we've got Varna, we've got JT, Malcolm, Sandra, Michaela and Aubrey. I mean, who's your standout? Who do you think can go deep into the game based on their position? Look, um, I love Michaela, I'm not going to lie, but I have my eye on little Mr. Varna, mm. just because, yeah, yes, because I, I'm personally, being a fan, I'm wanting big things out of Varna, yep. um, it's his second time, he's never made the merge, he's never gone too far to actually get deep, so... I know he's a little conniving bitch, and I can't wait. And he's already begun it. Like, he's already begun it. Like, so, um, I just, uh, Vana, I want to go deep. And then Michaela, uh, Aubrey, I haven't heard anything about. And who else have we got? Um, uh, Malcolm, Sandra, JT, and Malcolm. Sandra. Yeah. Yep. Sandra, JT, and Malcolm. Malcolm's going to go okay. So, the thing I like about Malcolm is he's an Aussie, but he's not arrogant. Like he's, he's Aussie with dickhead. social skills. Yeah, oh, I, I don't see that comparison he, at all. Eh, you don't? Aussie and Malcolm. No. What do you mean? What do you mean? They're both, they're both, you know, good-looking dudes. They both got long hair, <laughs> but besides that, their games are so different. I don't yeah, get exactly. the comparison at all. Well, I see. I see the thing with Malcolm is he is a challenge beast, but Aussie's a challenge beast, but he just has that. 
that goddamn Micronesia tag on him that he's so goddamn it's got bitter. A massive chip on his shoulder. Absolutely, yeah. and it's like, calm the fuck down, man. Like, why would you enter this game and you know get to Fiji and realize that you're playing with you know my queen Sari and <laughs> have a bit of a grudge, like anything about it? Like, you would go in there going, you wouldn't talk about it. You know what I mean? You'd go in there and go, yeah, I've got a grudge about her. I'm not going to talk about it. I'll just take her out. But no, he's sitting there going, oh, she's a mole. She took me out. I'm going to fuck her up. Oh, she's dead. And no one's going to take me out because I've got a new scar on my lip and I'm going to, you know, <laughs> go to town. Like, what the hell is with him? And it's like the whole arrogance of, oh, this is my fourth time playing and, you know, I can climb palm trees and, you know, eat all the fish and get fish for everything. It's just... I don't know about Ozzy, like, I really liked him in Cook Islands, but now I'm just like, dude, shut the fuck up. <laughs> would you Would you say he's a stupid bitch? Yeah, he, oh, he's a mega bitch. Like, just <laughs> calm down. And I, I just remember it from um, Parvati's exit interviews from Micronesia, where she said Ozzy was the, the, the one that never got over it, like, you know? And that was eight years ago. Like, come on, man. Like, mm. I mean, we... Yes, getting voted out is a bitch. Like, both Andy and I can tell you about that, but getting out is a bitch, but, I mean, fuck, eight years, are you serious? Like, you can't enter a new game holding a grudge from an old game. You can have specifics from that, but you need to utilize that in your new game, and he's just entered this game going, Sari, you're dead to me, (laughs) you're dead, and it's like, well, you know what? You're already a target, mate, because everyone's going to be challenging you, because you're a challenge and you have a massive reputation and guess what serene might be the one that actually saves you but you're already sitting there going bye bitch <laughs> well it's, yeah. it's interesting the way you point that out because we, when we talked that with t-bird last week about how you know this survivor is such a personal game and th- people do withhold these things i mean you know with t-bird we said like i'm sure if you played with lex there's going to be part of lex no matter how good of friends you guys are lex is going to come after. and t-bird said yeah if i'm yeah. playing with t-bird if i'm playing with lex i love the guy but i know deep down he's probably going to come after me this is an interesting Absolutely. episode because this might be the very first time i've actually had people on the show that i mean craig you voted andrew out so yeah. like i mean yeah. andrew <laughs> is is there a part of you then that if you what? were to play with craig that sure you buried the hatchet you're talking right now you're loving each other you're down the street from each other but is there a part of you andrew that's like well hey fuck him he voted me out i need to get some revenge yeah. but yeah but at the same time of course there's a part of me that's like of oh, craig, you fucking bitch Always. you voted me out but at the same time i tried to vote craig out first off anyway without him looking so exactly it's all, you know, get or get got sort you. of thing I yeah. never knew fucking that until nah. I watched the series. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, that <laughs> stupid bitch. Like, day 13, 14, bitch was trying to get me out. Yeah. I was so gutted that I kicked him off. Like, I was so like, fuck, I got rid of Andy. Watch the season. And I went, <laughs> oh, you fucking deserved it, bitch. You deserved it. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, you've always got a grudge. But at the same yeah. time, I think, approaching a new bird. So, like, the whole T-bird with Lex thing. I completely understand the angle that she's coming from. And, yeah, you, like, I will always have a bond with Andy. Always love this little bitch so much. Likewise. Play again. That's a different game. Yeah. 
And I know he would enter that game differently. I know I would enter that game differently. You'd have I would still have my respect for him. But hmm. I think it's a mistake to enter a new game with previous relationships because it's Survivor. Mm-hmm. Wake up and smell the roses, bitches. Yeah, you're right. But at the same time, though, you know, previous relationships are huge and you saw Debbie allude to that tonight as well. You know, it's sort of like, on some because I know Craig, having played with him, and I can anticipate how he would act or react, even though he would play a different game anyway, and we have that sort of friendship out there. We were quite close up there and I had really awesome fun with Craig and he fucking makes me laugh all the time. Um, (laughs) But like, you know, pre-existing relationships are huge out there and it's better the devil you know than the devil you don't. So I'm very surprised that Aussie is so against working with Sari. However, after tonight's episode, we sort of see that maybe cultivating into a relationship. So the pre-existing relationships if, future, I if I, for some reason, end up on a future season, not necessarily with you guys, but just on a season in general, people who are listening to this right now, like, I'm, I'm a nice guy. Like, don't just judge me because I host this show. Like, I mean, nah, you know. Nah, him out, him out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just, I'll just hover around you all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to make it back onto an all-star season so I can vote Andrew yeah. and Craig out. It's that simple, yeah. you know. <laughs> oh, bitch, you wouldn't have a chance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, just quickly, uh... With, I mean, the one thing I just want to quickly with, with Naku, Naku, whatever, the blue tribe. Um, <laughs> I've got to mention the goat, the whole goat situation. You know, they're hunting goats. They've caught, like, a mother and a little kid. And, like, straight away, I'm like, oh, they're going to kill the kid. Sandra, this is why she <laughs> just awesome. She's just like, I, I don't Sandra. care. We're eating that. Like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> can we nah. just don't get too attached to that. We're eating <laughs> just, that. Should, you, so, know. Right. you know, I mean, I was, I was getting excited. I'm thinking, like, wow, we haven't had someone kill an animal since, like, Mike Scoop and Mike do we know what happened to Mike Scoop? So maybe don't kill an animal. But like, it's um, I, mean, I don't know, Craig, if you got anything to add on. But I mean, just Sandra's just awesome in that situation. Absolutely. Like, I mean, we've got, we had Apricot, and I mean, she was a bitch. So <laughs> that little fucking chicken walked around the camp since day because we got her from Maroon. Yeah, and she walked around being queen bee, pretending she was goddamn. What was it, Andy? Like <laughs> karate bung kid, leg, bung leg bullshit. <laughs> and she jumped on my lap. She was a bitch. Okay, <laughs> I never, ever, ever yeah. thought about killing her. Like, it is so difficult out there. And I watched that ep- the the scene with the goats, and I was just going, "Oh my god, please don't kill the goats!" Like, it's too full on. Like. In in a, in an ep- in the situation where maybe I've not been on there, I'd go, yeah, kill the goats. Of course, you're going to eat it. But when you're out there, it's so different. I I would not. I number one would not have killed the kid goat. I would not have killed its mum. I would not have even caught the goats. I wouldn't have wasted my energy. I mean, I let this stupid bitch apricot, the chicken, jump around on me for 27 days and you know shake her ass and not. You know, I threatened to break her neck, but I never would have done that. Right. Like, I would not have done that. It's too full on. It's too crazy. And I, I don't know how to explain it, Ben. I, I don't think I, I can't, I can't do it. I can't, I can't kill him. I can't. I don't know how Andy feels about I, it, it, it. Look at me. I'm fumbling my words. I, I, I could never have done it, and I never would do yeah. it. I 
You're gonna hate my guts. <laughs> I would kill the I would kill the goat if you the majority wanted to kill the goat. You never goddamn grabbed apricot and split her neck. You just lay on the ground and said, "Oh, I'm cold." You <laughs> fucking did it. So then you get people like that, Ben, that say, "Oh, I would have killed it," but did they step up and do it? No. Yeah. Did they no. actually go and kill the goat? No. Did they yeah. kill the chicken? No. They just sat there and <laughs> gave side eye and mean demeanor <laughs> about, oh, I'm going to fucking kill that one day. No, you didn't do it, bitch. You never did it. Calm down. You would never have killed the goddamn oh, apricot, ma- Andy. No, if the majority is saying we're killing the goat, then you kill the fucking goat. If the majority says don't, we're not killing it, then you don't kill it. That's always been my approach to it. That's but that is yeah. the approach to it. But at the same time, you never fucking raised your voice about <laughs> killing April. <laughs> wow, we're really getting too busy goddamn digging for the idol in the middle of the night. Yeah. <laughs> getting some interesting um, tidbits here. This it is, is um, it's all coming out of your bed. It, 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 <laughs> people haven't watched Australian Survivor Season 3. They're going to be watching it now. <laughs> <laughs> At least, at least up until, you know, what, episode, what, what was that, episode 417 by that point when you guys were there? We had that many episodes. Um, so, um, all right, the green try. I'm just going through this, uh, to, to vu, whatever. Um, there's not a whole lot going on. It was all about Troy Zam, wasn't it? Uh, Craig's favourite. You know, he's on the outs, obviously. Uh, he's trying his best. He's looking for an idol. Um, he finds a very suspiciously easy bottle in the sand. <laughs> Surprised that that kind of didn't get noticed easily. Uh, and then he gets the idol at the at the challenge. Something which I, I liked. They did that, what, was it Second Chances they did that, and they didn't really bring that back. Yeah. I, I liked that aspect of it. Uh, Andrew, start with you. I mean, there's not really a whole yep. lot to discuss here besides the, the fight of Troy Zan, and he ended up getting the idol. What a, look, I'm sort of share the same vein as Craig. Troy Zan shouldn't have been out there on a Game Changers season. No. But, but, what oh. I, but what I liked about it was when he found it, how he teared up straight away. You could tell how much it meant to him. Like, holy shit, you know, my life was on the line here. My butt was in the sling, and I've got this thing. Holy shit. And he just started tearing up and just about to burst into tears. So I really liked that from it. Um, but yeah, I was freaking out because I was like, how is he going to get that thing? That was really hard. Um, it's right at the end of the puzzle table when everyone's standing there like, fuck, that's a lot harder than the ones that Jeremy and Kelly got in Second Chances. Mm-hmm. Um, but he pulled it off and credit to him, I guess. Craig? But, yeah, but I really liked the emotion that he showed when he got that. Craig, don't you anything to add on your favourite? Uh, fuck, sorry, Dan. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, it's like, Number first off, it's Sierra Dawn Thomas. I've got an advantage. And now I've got dickhead Troyzan, the person that I think's an arrogant dick, getting a bottle that was on the beach. Oh, my God, it's a bottle. Look what I found. Um, I disagree with Andy. I think it was a very um, easy grab from Tribal and... Yeah, from the from the challenge, yeah, I actually do. And I think that he actually overplayed it a little bit. Like, yeah, go and, you know, fall over it and stick it in your pants, which he did. But yeah. um, I thought I thought that was a, a good final because he he did play it. Like, you can, it was the final um, table of the challenge and everyone can get around that. And obviously, they're not going to, like, you know, production's not going to worry about that. So you could get around and get it easy. I think it would have been harder for him or harder for a person if that was at, you know, 
the bucket bit where you had to dip your bucket in the water or dip the water up from the bucket, I think that would have been a harder position for an idol where you had to, you know, dig your bucket in the water. That would have been more, but I thought it was a bit easy for him. Yeah, but you know that, like, because we had a sort of similar kind of puzzle right at the start of our season where they had the table, and you know how they don't sort of like you going around the back of the table. Oh, Craigie. that's because you listen to them yeah, mate, going instead of yeah. just doing it. <laughs> <laughs> but like Produ- production, you- production yelled at you and you went, oh, okay, oh, okay. And I was like, fuck off, fuck off. I mean, how many times did I throw coconut in my mouth when I wasn't supposed to? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. That was awesome. Wow. Um, but yeah, no, I still think it's a tough grab. I think right in front of everyone at the end of the challenge and oh, sneaking absolutely. all the way around the back of the table, you're like, "What the hell are you doing at the back of the table?" You're. But he did it. He 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 did do it very well. Like he, he did. did do it the whole arm oh, exhausted and etc. Yeah. Oh but um, I do think having it at that that point of the challenge is sort of easy because we have seen it before. I mean. Um, Wentworth got it from that same sort of spot at second chance. Like, we sort of saw that. So that's why I think, like, if you want to put it at this game changes Survivor Series, you need to put it in the midst of a challenge rather than the dead end. Hmm. It's... It's just interesting how, you know, I guess they can't keep doing it in each challenge because then everybody cottons onto it, don't they? Like, oh, look out. Oh, absolutely. I don't think we'll ever... I don't think after that challenge with him, there's no idols in challenges anymore in this season. I do not think there's going to be another one. And, I mean, from a viewer's perspective, like, sort of what you're talking about where it's positioned, I mean, to me, it looked bloody obvious. It's kind of like, I mean, I guess, I mean, it's <laughs> from a perspective, though, that you just put it out is, again, from a production point, yeah, you're probably what, not allowed to go onto the other side of the table. But if you're there and you're kind of looking like, I mean, it's not like there's a little envelope on each of the little corners. For there to be just right. this thing with t- covered in string, yeah. to me, that kind of Big stood green, out. Bright string, though, yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, uh, hmm, what's that? I mean... Exactly. It looks it looks obvious to the viewer, doesn't it? Yeah. Like you look at it and go, "Oh my god, that's that's so easy." But in the sense of, and Andy can back me up with this. In the sense of the thing, like you can think of our first challenge um, and where we finished pulling that crate, and then Sue and Andy had to make that puzzle. None of us left the map to go and look at that puzzle. Yeah, it was true. all Sue and Andy. So the only person that would have found the idol as in Troy's end would have been Sue and Andy because yeah. none of us left the map because we knew we weren't allowed or yeah, stay there sort of situation. And particularly, um, too, that Troyzan also wasn't even stationed on that table, so he had to kind of come up with a... And which he did that well, like, as you guys said, like, he yeah. sort of did that whole, oh, I'm so tired, yeah. oh, I'm going to bend down. You know, yeah, he did that much. very well. Pretty much, yes. And whether that's, you know, uh, CBS understanding and Australian was like, don't get off your mat! <laughs> but, um... <laughs> I don't think that would have happened with us. <laughs> right. Okay, okay. Um, I mean, just, yeah, going through, we've sort of already talked about a few of these people. I mean, uh, Craig, I'm going to start with you. You've already mentioned Andrew. You mentioned your girl, Saree. Ozzy, we've talked about. Troyzan, we've talked about. It's really only Zeke and Sarah we haven't mentioned much about. Oh. I mean, Sarah got a bit last week, didn't get a whole lot of her this week. And I think nice. all we really saw from Sarah this week was her reaction, wasn't it, to Tony? And I kind of feel, no offence to Sarah, a big part of why she was brought back was to try and get that going with Tony again. 
again. Uh, and then Zeke, you know, got a bit of airtime. I mean, Craig, anything really else to add on that tribe, their dynamics? I 100% agree. I do believe that um, Sarah was here to have that dynamics with Tony. And as you just said, Ben, uh, her reaction to Tony getting gone was what we saw. And she was like gobsmacked, like, what the fuck? Like, are you serious? <laughs> um, I do think they sort of had... It's the same as the Caleb and the Ty situation. Like, they've, they've got people out there to hopefully maybe they'll mix back up again. Um, but, and then Zeke, dude, I'm so hot for Zeke. Um, (laughs) I can't wait to see him more. Uh, he is that sort of underdog. It's, I'm getting a little bit of a, you know, stiff over the whole Russell Hance, um, the whole Malcolm, uh, Caramone situation. Uh, I think I'm going to see some stuff out of Zeke and being a rainbow flag, I'm looking forward to it. And I, he's, he's got knowledge on this game. He knows what he's doing. He's really good. And, I mean, I love my Sari, but the whole fucking thing when the, the first meeting of him with the Sari and he's like, oh, my God, I love her and she's amazing and I could totally work with her, but uh, being with her at this point in the game would be total murder-suicide, so I'm not going to do it. I was like, damn it! <laughs> You're too smart. Fuck off. <laughs> like, I think Zeke's going to go far. I've, I, I'll, I'll put it out there now, Ben. I've got my money on Zeke. Oh, okay. There you go. I mean, it's, it's good. I mean, it's interesting you point out, like, the Malcolm Russell thing. Yeah, we talked about that, of course, with T-Bird last week. It's that, that back-to-back challenge yeah. of playing so close together. But it's also, I guess, an, an advantage. Because, I mean, it's. I think, really, we had such success. I mean, Rupert, obviously, first of all. Then, you know, James uh, and Amanda. And just all these people who played back-to-back who went so far that's second time around. I mean, I think it was only really Malcolm that kind of broke that streak, wasn't it? Because he kind of did worse yeah. the second time around. So, uh, Andrew, anything to add on, on the Greenies? Uh, no, not too much. I like Zeke as well. Zeke's incredibly clever, incredibly smart. Um, the way he rallied those troops in Wineals vs Gen X last season was fantastic. He's a slick player. Um, and, yeah, I think he'll go far as well. I really, really like Zeke. And I like the pos- how he's playing his position too. I think he's playing it perfectly. That's saying, look, I'm a super fan here. I'm, oh, my God, I'm playing with Sari. Oh, my God, I'm playing with all these great players. I think he's playing that up really well and is an incredible social player. Um, Zeke's along. Yeah, it's going to be along for the ride for a very long time. We'll see how he goes. Uh, Mana, obviously, they went to Tribal Council, and as I said, sort of they were the most, uh, I guess, spread out in terms of the, the switch. And it was interesting how, obviously, we got, uh, you know, our three co-rongers on the tribe with Debbie, Ty, and and Caleb, obviously, Aubrey wasn't there. And then you kind of have your two worlds apart in Haley and, and Sierra, and then you've got good old Brad. I I just putting out there, and maybe this is because I am a fan of Brad, and clearly you, at least Craig, doesn't. I don't you, know necessarily Brad. about oh, Andrew. Oh. He's, he's yeah. playing an interesting one, Brad. I mean, he, he went into Blood vs. Water so gung-ho and so hating everything, but he's almost just taking a back seat and just really, really mm. just observing and just really... I, I'm, I'm impressed with how Brad's going. I, even as a Brad fan, I wasn't expecting Brad to kind of be a bit calmer and even trying to make strategy and working out like, oh, I'm going to get tired to tell me who I'm going to vote out. You know, it's just it's just interesting how he, he played all that off. But uh, I guess, Andrew, long-winded question. This is what we love with my uh, asking it. But I'll, I'll start it. I'll start with Brad. <laughs> what was your take yeah. on how Brad handled that? Clearly, I've, I've, I haven't missed doing this. 
No, no, look, I think Brad's playing really well. Um, you saw in, yeah, uh, Blood vs. Water where he came, grabbed the guys together straight away, yep, we're voting out this person, we'll vote out that person. Um, I think he's playing really well this time. He's playing really subtly and sort of taking a back step. And we saw a lot of positive signs for Brad in the edit as well. Um, it's just like, you know, he's saying, oh, you know, I, we decorate all the time and this helps me take my mind off the game. And also saying, you know, look, I'm going to get Ty to make the decision on who we vote out, which is really smart play, I think. Um, and it's very surprising coming from Mr. Culpepper because I thought he'd just be the same person as he was back in Blood vs. Water. I think he's WWMD. What would Monica do? That is, that is awesome. Monica Come on. Do. I'm like what the... What would Monica do? Just fuss about everything and just win everything? Okay, I'll eat some bugs, Monica, and get skinnier. Oh, we're a Culpepper loving. I, I, again, I think I'm the only Monica Culpepper in, in, fanning in existence. So. What the fuck? Craig really is debating it? why he's even I on this show. I hate the Culpeppers! <laughs> <laughs> not a, not a fan of keeping that. up with the cold peppers coming soon to CBS. Oh, piss off! Monica <laughs> drove me up the wall, and I'll yeah. just say Brad pissed me off that he was back. And the first thing I said was, he better not be an alpha male dick pissing bullshit artist that he did from the first time. And I will agree, he has not done that, and I'm actually very surprised. So I think he's actually going to go a little bit deep, and. If he's not normal, then I'll happily go for Brad. But at the same time, fuck you, Brad Culpepper. <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 it's fascinating, though, actually, just looking at this tribe. And maybe this is me taking a step back on Brad. Because if you look at the, um, the history of all these players, you don't really have a strategic standout on this tribe, do you? I mean, you've got Ty who made it to the end, but Ty didn't exactly make it to the end on strategic brilliance. I mean, Haley look. It's Haley, Sierra. I mean, look, we she what made did it. Haley do? Exactly. Sierra made it far, but I think it was mainly the edit that we didn't what really did get to see Sierra her. Do? Debbie, yeah. you know, I mean, who else is on this tribe really? That I mean, Brad can stand out and maybe show what he's capable of. So that's that's, that's a really good point. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and just going on that, I'll start with you, Craig, with this one. I mean, obviously, it, it all really came down to the fact that you got three people from Korong. And I think that was the smart way to do it. And Sierra played that very well, the way she was like, look, Haley and I are on the same tri- uh, same season. We don't really talk to each other. Gonna call bullshit there, Sierra, because hashtag Dirty30. Um, I know personally you guys are close. Maybe not Sierra and Haley personally, but I know for a fact Sierra and Joe are close. I know that there's this whole little gang of people there that hang out, and I'm sure Haley's slightly involved in there somewhere. You know, it's not Dan. Not everyone hates, you know, on that side of things or Shireen or anything like that. But she played it well. That's my point with that. She played that well. Um, I mean, Craig, if you're in that situation, you've got three people from a season that are all together. You know, you've got Ty and Caleb. And Ty's openly saying, I'm friends with Caleb. I mean, that's not his accent. I'm not going to try. Um, but, like, apparently he turned Indian there. I don't know where that came from. Are you going to target... <laughs> I'm just going to be careful here. We know what happened once when I talked about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Craig, shut me up. Talk to me about it. Was that the right, right move? All right, shut up, Ben. <laughs> Fuck off. No, okay. So um, I believe that where Sierra says to Hallie that uh, we haven't got a relationship, bullshit. Like, you don't get on a series of Survivor and experience that without having any sort of relationship whatsoever. That, for me, straight away was bullshit. Like, come on, yeah. bitch. You might pretend you'd... Like, no. No, 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 no. You have a bond. Straight yeah. And the, the dumb bat. thing was, she said it in her confessional too, yes. which is stupid. Yes. Why would you say I was that? Like, 
Yeah. Wouldn't you be like, yeah, when you say like, yeah, we know each other, but I'm not letting these guys know that. No, everyone Stupid. knows that. Everyone, yeah. like, if you're on Survivor, you understand you have a bond with someone regardless of whatever happened in that game. Yeah. Yeah? Yep. So, I think I was actually shocked that Caleb went. Can I talk about that? Yeah, so, please. Go for it. Um, absolutely shocked that Caleb went. Um, between him and Hallie, I was actually thinking that Ty was going to go. I thought they might spin it back on Ty because Ty's, you know, just the chicken master and useless. But, um, yeah, I was shocked about that. And I was a bit shocked that they turned on each other and did all that thing. I mean, Hallie and him had the, the chance from the last tribe, but I don't know. That, that tribe was screwed, and I think they just scrambled to the ends of the earth to help each other. But yeah, for Sierra and Hallie to, well, Sierra, Sierra, Don, Buck, and Thomas, <laughs> to talk about that she doesn't Game have any... Game-changing fan favourite, Sierra. Oh, look, she's going to win it. I'll put my money on that. Um, for her to say that she hasn't got any bond with Hallie, piss off, bitch. Piss yeah. off. That's like, I'm not stupid. I'm not dumb. Just, no quick, just quickly, I mean, before Andrew, you give your opinion of this, I, mean, I, I did sort of touch on this again last week with T-Bird. Um, I mean, I, yeah, I, I met Sierra, uh, when I was in Salt Lake City and, and I mean, like my opinion on Sierra was just kind of like, look, she went far, she was there, but we just didn't get to see it. And again, it was like, why the hell is she back from meeting her in person? Sierra is just the most amazing person. She's hilarious. She's out. Like, again, you can tell why she's cast on Survivor and it's not necessarily her fault because of the edit, but I, I, I was hoping watching this season that I was going to get to see that side of Sierra that I met in person. We haven't really seen a whole lot of it, but I don't know. There's something strange about her, and I agree, Craig, that I don't know about her winning, but I, we talked again with T-Bird. She's one of these ones who I think is definitely going to go far. I mean, Hayley, it wouldn't surprise yeah. me if like, Hayley's going to win. I mean, it's the Amber you know, scenario. It but wouldn't surprise me that the both of them might not be sitting there at the end. Then. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I agree with you 100%. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I understand the edit, and yes, I think everybody is looking at both of them super fans, anybody that has watched this game, are looking at both Hallie and Sierra Don Thomas yeah. and going, what the fuck are you here for? <laughs> That's also a big green light for me personally to go, these bitches are going to do something massive in the second half of this game or you wait till they get to that final three or the final five and pull out and slit some throats. Like, I honestly think Hallie and Sierra, something about those two, something's going to happen, and Zeke, watch out. Oh, and P.S. Sari, just make sure you take out that Dawn Thomas bitch. <laughs> and, 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 and I guess also, they're, I mean, they're on a, it's good for someone like Sierra, and probably Hayley now that she survived this, but I mean, whether or not she's the next guy around. It's good for Sierra, I guess, to be on a tribe where she can kind of just blend in a little bit, you know. I mean, she doesn't yeah. have, you know, a Sandra or a Sari, you know, big people that they're going to take mm. out. But, you know, yeah. if all of a sudden, you know, if Brad's running things, he's there, got Sierra, you know, and, yeah, Haley's next, Ty, you know, is how it is. Andrew, uh, kind of going on, you know, what we're talking about there, I guess, on how it all played out, back to my original question, I mean, is that the right thing that they did in order to, to take out Caleb? It's a hard one because, obviously, Caleb's such a huge physical asset for the tribe and is really not very strategic at all um you know but his game-changing move was almost dying on the beach oh. so you know caleb's not really one that you have to worry about i actually liked whose idea was that craig your idea of taking out ty in that spot as well yeah i thought um, ty should have yeah. gone 
why not? Because he's a proven flipper. Um, he's, you know, another co-ronger that you could take out to break up that four. Like, yeah, I'd see Ty as a better option than Caleb and easily pull Caleb in because Brad's known for working quite well with Alpha Males as well. This was very surprised that, that Brad was so gung-ho to get rid of Caleb too, um, which is very different from his blood versus water game. Do you, do you think, I, I mean, I joked last week with Tibet in terms of the quote that Brad gave when Brad said, oh, if we're going to catch a goat, we need to catch uh, Ty. Like, I thought that was a, like a subtle little burn there. But, I mean, do you maybe <laughs> think that's, I mean, in all seriousness, maybe he's Brad not targeting Ty because ultimately that's all he sees Ty as is a goat like Caleb's a bit unknown because he, we didn't really see him you know if he gets along and you got to remember Caleb played big brother very social yeah. game so maybe that's a bit of a worry for, for Brad and perhaps that could be a reason but he was why. a total nutball in it though I actually have never seen it, so I, I don't really know. Yeah, I've just seen, like, the YouTube either. clips and stuff. Yeah. Oh, Andy, you watched face. every fucking episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he loves it. He's, he's watching it right now. I secretly. just also want to say, because, no, I'm, I'm actually watching the challenge happening on the thing. I just also have to say that I'm so excited the fact that every challenge that they're doing, I have been to that spot. Like, I stayed at that island. I... Where they did their immunity challenge tonight, I walked down there before, obviously, two years ago, yeah. before this happened. So I thought you were like there in the background, week. perhaps, and you just... No, <laughs> but also at the, the, uh, the um, X, X versus Y, there was a challenge where they went to a hotel or something, um, and, you know, Brett LaBelle got absolutely pissed, as he does, <laughs> and got drunk and stuff, and that bloody place they went was meters away where I was so like wow. this whole last two seasons I've been there I've seen it and it excites me to go I've been there I was did, just there did and you guys have time. that like in your seat like was was it filmed in the specific Samoa locations where they filmed the US version filmed on where they filmed One World and South Pacific and did you kind of have those moments where you were like fuck I remember this Nah. I remember. I remember that really. tree. <laughs> yeah. There's an island that was from our beach on Vavau. There was this little sort of rock island that was sort of out that we couldn't get to, um, but we'd that only wasn't the one world beach. Bit. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. The... Yes, it was. Fuck yes, it was. Off. Yes, it was. <laughs> Are you telling me yes. that the be- that beach, the restricted part of our beach, was the yes. one world beach? Yes. No, it wasn't. There yes. was no fucking way. They <laughs> had was. so much more in that. Andrew, I'm not stupid. I was looking too. <laughs> the only part that we had... a whole Reddit thread on it. it. Well, we've got a guest on the line. Here's Troyzan to settle an old debate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck you, man. <laughs> it was when we walked to Basketball and we yeah. were walking there and you look back and you saw the goddamn waves crashing up for the blowholes and I was like, oh, my God, that's where they walked. That's the only bit. We were not near that we goddamn two-one-world <laughs> bit. So you're saying that the we're, men's beach, the men's beach was where we were, and the women's beach was around the corner. Is that what you're saying? Savai was yeah. where Sanapu are. Savai on South Pacific is where Sanapu are. Yeah. New Monono, the Monono after they did the swap is where Sanapu is, just around the corner. Yeah. On our beach was Upolu. Brandon, remember there's like the first yes. episode where Brandon goes yes. spearfishing. Brandon Hans. Go spearfishing with like Rick out on the water or whatever. He catches like really tiny fish. That rock beach there. You go back and watch it. That bit of the rock island is where that was shot. Have you watched that since you've been there? Yes. 
<laughs> so not I'm one word you. you're talking about <laughs> South Brandon Hand season. South Pacific. Not one word. It's not <laughs> yes, one word. Yes, one word was the same beaches as South Pacific. Oh, fucking shit. <laughs> it was. No, okay. I'm going to go. Right, I, think we're, I think we're establishing uh, why Craig it. voted for Andrew. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's because I had an instinct, girl. That bitch wanted me out from day 12 and goddamn fuck it. <laughs> you didn't know shit. You didn't know. I had no <laughs> idea, man. No idea. Luckily, no, not luckily to me, but God, bitch had it on me. Wow. Fucking bastard. I will say. No, I'm going to watch that, Andrew. You watch it. You watch God, it. God watch it. Yeah. We're go all going to watch it now. They're sitting in my goddamn cupboard right here. I'm going to pull them out and I'm going to look through them. And if I don't fucking, I'm going to screenshot a bitch. And, and if, if I'm, I'm right, if I'm, I'm right, right you're shouting me a burger. You're a okay. okay. Me a burger from right. On this podcast, Ben is my witness. I'm there. Ben, you're my witness too. Yep. I'm going to look. I've got two seasons to look at. And if I don't see anything. You owe me three burgers. Wow. We're really hopping down. You guys are going to film that, send it to us. I want to see this happen. Um, Just quickly, on Caleb, and uh, look, you guys are super fans. Any super fans who are listening, correct me me if I'm wrong. I do believe with Caleb going home on day nine, two seasons in a row, does that make him now only behind Francesca in in terms of a returning player who's played the least amount of times? amount of days, I should say. Can't think of anyone else. And what do you think? I think it makes him like. I think. I personally think that. Um, I think to have. I don't know. To me, when I watch that happen, and they sort of emphasise that. It's, uh, it's just. Is it weird to? Is it weird to say that? I think everyone else went. Oh, you went out on day nine. Let's just kick you off on day nine again. Does I, that make sense? Like it depends, I, I guess, if I you talked about. It. I mean, do people know? Do they have that knowledge straight away? Like, oh, he went out on day nine. Like, it's a different. Well, I guess no, with they Francesca, know, they know. They, they would have probably seen it, or that if yeah. they didn't know, they would have known that he got. You know, he probably was have been a big mouth. But um, I don't know. I had, I had, I just had a feeling about watching that that I went. Everyone knew that he went out on day nine and didn't really give a shit and kicked him off again. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I just, I don't, I just can't, I'm just, even right now I'm scrolling through returning players and none of them, I think, have played less days. You know, obviously, Francesca's the obvious one. <laughs> um, but well, he didn't play less. He played the same, didn't he, John? Uh, in terms of overall, though, so, like, if you were to, you were to get all the returning players who have played more than yeah. once, uh, the least amount of days that they've lasted, um, you know, on both seasons combined... You know, I mean, he would be second only behind Francesca. So, um, yeah. I mean, it's not a, exactly a glowing statistic, but, you know, it's one that we can... If, again, if you're listening to this and you've got somebody else that you can correct me on, please, by all means, send me in because I would, I would like to, to know that. Now, we do have uh, some some listener questions, which I'll get to, and I'm going to ask you our, our five. Um, I mean, generally, I haven't really been asking people, you know, oh, who's your tip to win, who's your next vote, blah, 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 things like that. But I guess, I mean... I will ask that now. I'm just. I'll ask a simple question before I get to the listener questions. Who is your tip to win, Andrew? I'm gonna go with you right now. Um, said it before, Malcolm. Malcolm. I like where Malcolm's positioned. I like how he's playing. I like. I think it's a good setup for him. You know, he's not the biggest threat. I like where he's positioned himself behind Sandra. Um, I'm really liking Malcolm. I think if he can lock into something similar like he did in Philippines, where he locked down that final four deal quite early, um, and then. Now the last challenge. I think Malcolm's in a really good spot to win. I like Malcolm. 
Craig? Um, I'm going to chuck out there my Sari, even though I know she's probably going to come runner-up. But um, I'm also going to say my big shout-out is to Zeke. Absolutely, Zeke. I think so many Survivor fans would be over the moon if Sari won. I mean, that would just be... Are you kidding me? That bitch deserves it. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. She should have won Micronesia, and we all know that. Um, You know, if, if so many people didn't bail out... Or medical medivac. Yeah, it would have been a final they three. Would not, there would have been a final three. She would have like that's that's like getting. You can see in their faces that in that series, you can see in their faces that goddamn guts getting ripped out of them. So there we go. All right, listener questions. People listening to this, uh, get your questions. You'll see each week we'll post on our Oz Network Facebook page who we've got coming on the show. So easiest way is to like us on Facebook, follow on along there, and you can send the questions in. We've also got email address, theoznetwork at hotmail.com, and you can also contact us, suggestions, TV shows you want us to watch, movies, everything along those lines. But these ones <laughs> right now are questions that have been sent in to both Andrew and Craig. And first one here, former Oslet, former uh, colleague of mine, I guess, Guess he used to work with me on Survivor. Was Julian Gronenberg. Julian lives in Brisbane, so like, look him up, guys. You can have that burger. I, oh, I had a burger. Julian. I had a burger with Julian, up, Julian when I went to Brisbane. So there you go. Um, he simply says, "Don't have a question for them about the episode because he hadn't seen it at that point." Um, and we kind of, and we sort of did touch on this one actually. What do you, what do they think? What do you think Vano will do? Do you think he will make the merge this time and stay aligned with Sandra? I'll start with you, Andrew. Um. I think it obviously depends on if they have another swap. I think they will have another swap and where he gets placed in that. But where he is positioned at the moment, I'll say he makes the merge and stays aligned with Sandra as well. Great. Um, yeah, I really, I really like also Varna's approach to the game this time around too. Like in second chances, he was brilliant. He was, you know, all of this balls to the wall. We're locking down alliances, bang, 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 left, right, centre. Um, but this time he's sort of taken a step-back approach, a mellow approach, and he sort of found himself well within the numbers with how everything's shaken out. So, yep, I think Varna's going to make the merge this time. Okay. Greg? I think um, I can't wait for Varna. I think he's going to go deep. Um, I don't think he's going to stick with Sandra. I think he's just hanging on to that as a shield, as a target, because, you know, bitch won twice already. Why not hang on to her? And um, agree with Andy. Last time I, we saw him, he went balls to the wall. But this time, with his uh, the confessionals we've seen of him already regarding that he likes pitting other people against each other, like him studying going two winners against each other, this is gold to me. This is amazing to me. Like He knows what he's doing. And yes. I'm excited about Varna. And I hope, I hope that he makes the jury or makes it to the end, just because I want a goddamn hero jury speech out of Varna, for fuck's sake. Third time lucky, bitch. Come on. (laughs) Completely agree. Completely agree. Huge Varna fan. Uh, Thanks, Julian. Uh, Elizabeth Riley says, who do you relate to the most on this season in terms of past, present gameplay, personality, or anything, really? Let's start with Craig this time. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, no one relates to me. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Ben, this is a different, like, God, I don't know. Sorry, well, who is it? Elizabeth? Elizabeth. Not my fault. Blame uh, Elizabeth, come on. 
<laughs> Sorry, Elizabeth. I've asked good questions this episode, Craig. I've saved them uh, all up for you. <laughs> God, I don't know who to compare. Like, I honestly, okay. So I'll tell you, like, obviously during my audition for Australian Survivor, they said to me, like, who do you compare yourself with? Who do you that? And I, I, I don't compare myself to anyone, and I don't want to compare myself to anyone. Um, I mean, I'm a bitch, I'm whatever. Like, so if I think about, you know, an open mouth, dirty, slaying, dirty bitch that's on there right now, I mean, Vana sort of is a bit of me. Um, uh, I mean, Debbie's a bit of an over exaggerator, but I don't over exaggerate, do I, Andrew? Like, fuck, that's so hard. Like, I can't compare myself to anyone else. Elizabeth, who do you think I look like on this season? That's what I want to ask. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Elizabeth, it's your fault. Yeah, yeah, girl. Andrew? <laughs> I'm the same as Craigie. I got no idea. Because oh, I saw Elizabeth's question before we came on, and I was like, oh, I'm not oh, going to answer that. cheating. So, oh, I settled down, Craigie. You've done the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe... Zeke, because I'm a super fan, but that's the only real comparison to anyone I can see. But I'm nowhere near as socially or strategically gifted as Zeke is. Um, yeah, no idea. Okay. You can't compare know. yourself. You can't. No. You can't. You can never compare yourself because everyone sits there and says, oh, what sort of characters do you think you are? And it's like, yeah, I'm this person, I'm that person. But at the same time, when you're out there, you're not anyone that you thought you would ever be. Mm. Like, Andy understands that. Like, yep. you're not. You know where you're not. So, well, like, I went out there thinking that I'm going to be goddamn Corinne, like a bitch <laughs> left and right. And, yeah, you know, I bitched a lot. You didn't see it because they, you know, cut half of my language out of my confessionals. But I still was never a bitch to anyone's face, really. Um, so, you know what I mean? Like, you go out there thinking you're going to be something, but you're not. So, it's very a difficult question. I- I'm just going to answer it for Elizabeth. Craig, you're Michaela just because you've got a lip on you. And- oh, fuck off. <laughs> and Andrew... I didn't take my top off. <laughs> Andrew, you're Varna just because you're kind of silent and in the background and... Uh- you also have I a relation to Australia. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Righto, we'll take it. Ben yeah. spoken. Two, two, two weeks into uh, the, the Survivor Recaps on the Oz Network, and we're already ripping shit into our listeners. Thanks, Elizabeth. Appreciate I'll, your question. I'll take, uh, I'll take, I'll take my top for that. He's, he's taking it off right now, apparently. Uh, Adam Gray. Now, Adam's question is kind of into our five questions. So, he's, he said, what is their favourite season of all time and favourite player? Um, uh, I'm not going to... Don't answer that. We'll save that for the fives. But, a- Adam, uh, thank you for your question. Uh, Bonin Azaris says, question for Craig and Andrew. If you were both... If both of you are in this Game Changers season, who would you make an alliance with and who will you target to take out early? Uh, let's go with Andrew, first of all, here. First of all, thank you for submitting your question, Bonin. I know Bonin, he's a huge super fan online um, and in a group that I've been in for many years. So thank you, Bonin. Shout out to you. Jesus. So what was the question? Who would I take so, out yeah, first? Who, who would you make Sandra. an alliance with and who would you make? A, who would you target early? Take Sandra out first without question. Um, two-time winner, socially great, strategically fantastic. She's a physical liability. Should be an easy no-brainer boot for sure. Um, but she's that good of the game that you've got to just get rid of her straight away. So I'd take out Sandra straight away, um, align with maybe someone like, I don't know, someone like Sierra or Haley, who's, you know, just sort of a loyal follower that you could easily ma- manipulate, um, I feel like. 
someone like that would be fairly standard sort of answer. I don't know who else. Well, Sari or Zeke or someone as well for a strategic backup. Um, I think you need strategic players around you. So, yeah, someone like that, I'd say. What about you, Craigie? Uh, see, for me, uh, I'm completely the opposite. See, the first person I would target would be one of those who the fuck are you and why are you back here yeah. players. Um, like Hallie, Sierra John Thomas, or <laughs> Caleb. Um, yeah, like, I, I would target them because they are the drifters. They're the people that, you know, you can... you um, Who asked the question? What was his name? Bonin. Bonin, thank you, Bonin. Sorry, Bonin. You can call me a rude bitch because I am. Bonin, I, Bonin, I honestly would target um, Sierra, John Thomas, or Hallie simply because they are the drifters. You don't really pay attention to them, and you know when you start to pay attention to them, they've gathered numbers and they're they're in the game. Look so at I would. Oh, 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 oh we're not going to talk about that stupid bitch. But um, we would talk about. Um, I will say that I would probably go towards, I mean, (laughs) depending on numbers, I would probably draw my line to someone that's more, um, has a reputation, like a Malcolm or a Sari, because they're going to be the more target before me, um, and I will be looked at as the, just the follower, so who do you take out? You take out the Sari or you take out the Malcolm rather than the follower, so... That's what I think, Conan. Oh, and Ty, oh, go away, Ty. <laughs> um, bonus has an extra question, uh, which we, again, I guess we kind of touched on this before, but uh, will you make an alliance with each other um, if you ever end up on the same tribe again, uh, Craig? <laughs> nah. Fuck off. <laughs> and. And he's dead to me. No, um, at, to tell you the honest truth, absolutely. I mean, yeah. okay, but I'm going to say to you that um, playing our game, I love Andrew. And um, he outsmarted me. He outplayed me. He out... I mean, yes, I voted Ooh, him shit. out. You voted me no, out. No, just <laughs> listen. Me. Just, no, just, just listen. I I did vote him out, but that bitch had me on his radar and tried to vote me out a good 10 to 12 days before he was even in my target range. And um, I, you know, when I got the idol um, clue and everything, Andy was the first person that I sort of went towards, but some of my instincts never wanted me to go to him, and I never did. And there was a number of times that I was standing there with him when, you know, he, you know, crawled out of the ground or just appeared out of a tree trunk (laughs) that I went, oh, maybe I should tell Andy about this. But my instincts never told me to do it. So I love him and will always love him, but... Oh... (laughs) from the first game or it has always had a problem with his game and my instincts told me to tell him to get fucked and entering <laughs> entering a new game with Jesus Andy Jesus tells how you really feel oh I will bitch uh, entering a new <laughs> entering a new game with Andy I honestly don't know I'd probably wave at him from the sideline and go we need to fucking get rid of that bitch he's hideous look at him oh my god he's, just get rid of him he's disgraceful just get rid of him he's got beer he's got beer <laughs> so I'm guessing based on that Andrew your answer is going to be no <laughs> No. <laughs> Fuck you, bitch. You got first. 
I really hope that if I do ever get cast, I'm on like a fan's worst favourite season mm. and I'm on your tribe because then I'm going to be in the middle. Like, Ben, remember uh, that time I was on that episode? Was, you know, remember that time I was on the episode? Don't get me wrong. I would try to have a go with Andy again, but fuck, like, I'd be so scared. Like, now I've watched how this bitch works. I mean, he thinks he's a fucking Ferrari. Seriously. So, I'd be scared. And I'm just saying to him, like, as he is now, entering again, I would be scared because... The Andy that you guys saw was not the Andy I had, and that shows you how much of a good fucking player he was because I had no idea. And, I mean, I'm pretty goddamn good. So, (laughs) I had no idea, Ben, no idea, until I watched our season on the TV so much of Andy came out and my jaw literally was sitting on the ground majority of the time. So I do have a lot of fear towards Andy and if we played again because I know how good he is and know how smart he is and I'm just saying, hashtag, wow. not again. Like <laughs> <laughs> a delete Craig's number from my pre-game phone. Yeah. Yeah. That burger, you guys, you know, catching up yeah. down the road. <laughs> oh, I had pickles and I was wanting pickles and the pickles. Yeah. But um, I think, like, you know, something that I regret anyway... And I'm pretty sure Craig probably does a bit as well because it's been brought up somewhere online. I mentioned someone asked me, oh, you know, why would you guys target each other and stuff? And I regret because Richard Hatch mentioned on a podcast on RHAP. Sorry, Ben. um, God, you're so rude. You're talking (laughs) me up. You're listening to my rivals. Like, screw you. Hang up. Um, (laughs) But but he, he mentioned that, you know, you need smart strategic players around you because their moves are easy to predict and it's easy to sort of bounce off each other. And that's something that I really over... There was a big oversight for me in my first game um, was I wanted strategic threats out immediately and Craig was one of those. Um, so I think going into a second season, knowing how smart Craig is and how much he knows this game and having that sort of pre-existing relationship there, I think it would be hard not to align with someone like Craig or someone from our season if they said, hey, we're both here together, let's do this shit. You know what I mean? But at yeah. the same time, there's always that pre-existing well, this dude voted me out. How can I trust him again? How can he trust me after I tried to slit his throat early on? You just don't know how it's going to work out in a new game. Well, yeah, we'll see how that plays out because it will happen. I'm a positive guy on this show. So there oh, you go. bitch, I know it's going to happen. <laughs> Hashtag you watch this space. Yes. Uh, one of our very long-term listeners and good friend of the show. I'm calling him a good friend. I don't think I've ever called this guy a good friend. Zachary Chong, you're a good friend. Uh, his question is, what were your plans for the post-merge section of Australian Survivor? Let's start with Andrew this time around. Um... I sort of knew that Vavau was going to be a sinking ship when we, you know, were stacked up against a tribe of Greek gods um, and knew that as long as we sort of kept our numbers together, I'd sort of be safe. I thought I would be for that section. Craig shaking his head vigorously. You are such a bitch. I remember you crying, bitch. I remember you crying. Fuck. First challenge. You sobbed after that. I I I fucking fell for you after that. You sobbed and I was like, this bitch has heart. She knows what she's doing. And I knew... Ben, I'll just tell you. (laughs) I'll just tell you. And this is a complete and utter secret. I haven't spoken about it. After Andy won us that puzzle with Sue from that first challenge, yeah? We were going back to camp and... That's when I knew how much of a fan and how much he was into this because 
on our trip back, he burst into tears. And the reason he burst into tears was he was so overwhelmed with the fact that the pressure we put on him to win that puzzle, the fact that he won it, and then the fact that he was also realizing that he was not going to be one of the first person with the stigma of the puzzle people going home first. And I felt that from him, and all I could do was smile and try to comfort him, going, bitch, we did this. None of us are going home. Neither of us are going home. And that was when I first recognized how much of a major fan this man was. And I will never forget that point. It was, it's one of my biggest moments in my game and our game. Um, to realize that I was playing with someone that had so much passion and so much understanding as I did. And I... That's it. Oh, 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 sorry. Just, uh, you know. <laughs> what was your question? <laughs> uh, the the, the merch? Yeah, like I don't know. <laughs> I'm just talking dribble. Oh, that's sweet. It's sweet. Um, yeah, the, the the question was, uh, the post-merge, what was your plan? Um, <laughs> yeah. So, for, yeah, for me, always at that point in the game, I think me and Craig had discussed that we thought there'd be a merge at 14 based on the number of holes that were in the ground, but they yeah. didn't. It was, what was that, 13 in the end? 13 yeah, or 12? Uh, anyway. No, I think it was 14. 14, okay. Um, it was about episode 712, so. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, pretty much. Was, yeah. Um, but, yeah, for me it was just about self-preservation. Then I knew that if I could get to the merge, I'd be okay because I was the fat, you know, dude, I was shit-housing challenges. Um, I thought I'd at least be all right for a few votes. Um, and thought that you know, people like Cade and Craig and whoever else, Connor, would get picked off from our side before me anyway, so I could bounce around. At that point, it would be self-preservation for me, and I'd just jump on board with whoever to try and make it a few more days. Craig, I could just imagine you were just going to walk around calling everybody a stupid bitch and just hope you were the last yeah. one standing. <laughs> that was, that he was have, he much, have, Yeah, he would have I gone mean, down swinging. Uh, that, was, that was pretty much what I did. Um, <laughs> my, my pre-game... Uh, pre-merge situation was literally that like I mean I knew that in the situation of being starved and dehydrated and whatever I would literally walk around and say you're a stupid bitch you're a dumb fuck like what the hell and like I said to them from the get-go I'm foul-mouthed I'm very politically incorrect so my my game was was that social aspect um to be friends with everybody, and I, I, I naturally have this this um, personality where people are drawn to me. Yeah. Um, and I also knew that I would have that undetermined and underestimated, underestimated um, point of my strengths. Like I knew that nobody would knew what I was capable of doing, and. Mm. They still didn't like the first thing you saw of me was ropes, um, the rope thing where I deliberately made sure Mr. Idanza went to the dust. Um, <laughs> but they awesome. didn't. They didn't understand. Like I, you know what I mean. Like so, I went in there knowing that. Like I deliberately went in there knowing that I was the big fatty, but underneath I was strong, and I'd been training for five years. Like you know. And my social game was fabulous. Like, I can swing any girl and 
talk shit to any guy and make sure that I was like, oh, hey, hey. Like, <laughs> I knew my game. Like, I knew my game. And that was what I was playing. And, I, you know, the only reason I was out was because bitch stole my idol. Just saying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Zachary adds a little bit. And this, uh, this is just really a yes or no question, but I, I know it's going to be a yes because I, I really would doubt that either of you would say no to this. Uh, would either of you play in a US versus Australia season? Yes. Oh, fuck yes. 100%. Are you serious? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I don't we think... get eaten alive, but I'm No, I don't, I, I don't think anybody in our season, if you ask that question, I, I, would, be sh- I would be surprised if any of them said no. Right, even yeah. Peter? Um, I mean... <laughs> oh. He applied again for this season. Oh, oh did he? Really? Serious? Can you yeah, do that? Can you see that on... Facebook. Oh. Yeah, you can apparently. He got knocked back, but he applied again. That's interesting. Yes. That's... Wow. Yes. Well, there you go. I was... Very Hang interesting. On. What? <laughs> what are you... Craig's yeah, losing. Craig's like, what? He submitted his video. He put his video online. Wow. Are you on Facebook. No. <laughs> oh, my God. No. But Thank you, You don't Zachary. understand. The reaction, the reaction I had when um, that happened, that situation of the quit... Yeah. Um, I you all you saw was my Eliza Oren's reactions <laughs> like <laughs> over it. Um, I had a massive spiel. Jonathan, I, like he saw my reaction and said, "Craig, what do you think about this?" I gave a massive speech mm. about it and said, "That's bullshit." Like, are you serious? Mm. Like, I can't believe someone. Like, what was it? Like, Andy, what was it? Day nine, day ten? Like, it was something like that. Something day early. 10, it was ridiculous. Yeah. I was so... It's an interesting thing, particularly because Australian Survivor had not happened in so long. Like, if, if yeah. you had have said to me, somebody will quit, I wouldn't have guessed in the very first season. Um, right. First season back, I should say, you know, because, no. I mean, the, the amount of time it had been. And it's mm. kind of interesting because, like, I would always talk on, you know, Survivor Rolls about, you know, reactions and receptions to quitters. And I'd always get sort of my friends in America who would apply for the show and, like, fuck you for quitting, I've applied, I'd take that spot. Yeah. I mean, I've applied yeah. and there was a quitter on the season and so it's kind of, you put that into a bit of perspective, it's like, well, I, you know, would have been there. But having said that, I've also always said, I can't put myself in the position that you guys have now been in and, and that Peter was in. I don't know. I mean, I would say right now, I wouldn't quit. Of course I'm going to say that right now, I wouldn't quit, but I don't know that until I'm out there. I, I still wouldn't quit. At Channel 10, if you're listening, I wouldn't quit. Cast me. But... Um, <laughs> You know, uh, thank you, Zachary, for the questions. Now, um, our finals here, Kevin Sporker. Now, he's asked a few. A lot of these, again, are going to be in our five questions. But uh, the one here that I really like this question that he's written here, which game changer, so basically what person from this cast would fit most on the Vavau tribe? There's an interesting <laughs> one. Craig, you can start with you for that one. Oh, my God. Shit. Okay. It's Michaela. Mich- I'd say Michaela. <laughs> that stupid bitch without being able to bite her tongue. I mean, she's a misfit. Uh, Michaela or Zeke. How Zeke, funny is yeah. that X versus Y? Both of them. Mm. I mean, I'd love to say my three because I wouldn't turn down shouting her out. And, <laughs> you know, if T-Bird was on there, you know, I'd say T-Bird. But, um, yeah, it has to be Michaela or Zeke. I'd probably say Zeke. Just saying. Andrew? Yeah, Zeke as well. Zeke would be awesome. Because we had so many super fans on Vavau as well, um, with me, Craigie, and Nick. 
Yeah. So yeah, Zeke would be awesome. The well, I reckon. just a couple of quick ones here. I mean, because Kevin actually does ask a few couple ones here. Um, the one here just for you, Andrew. Uh, you <laughs> seem to model your game from Brian Heideck, i.e., the business trip. Uh, is he someone that you wanted to play like? Yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> someone who can always went into Survivor saying like, you know, it's a cold game, unemotional game bot. I'll play just like Heideck did. You know, not care, Mister Freeze. This thing's a business trip for me. That's why I said it. Um, but then you know. First challenge, I'm bawling my fucking eyes out, and Craig can hear me. <laughs> I'm bloody, you know, I'm, while we're waiting to go back. So yeah, it was just, I don't know it's it's such a intense game, Survivor, and you don't realise how emotional it can be until you're actually out there playing the thing. Um, but in saying that, though, a lot of my game was, I felt like I'd removed myself from it, and I was quite impartial to people's emotions. Um, and definitely, yeah, tried to model my game off Brian Heideck as much as I could, um, as well as those other great winners. Just a couple of, I mean, just on that, this one's actually a very good question. Um, which players in Survivor history do you feel changed the game the most, aside from Richard Hatch? I'll start with you, Craig, with this one. Oh, definitely uh, my Queen Sari. Um, I love that bitch. Like, people are going, oh, you always go on about Sari. Um... But if you look at her, she's not a survivor person. Like, she is, you know, the woman that got off the couch. And that's to put it politely. Um, She, for me, symbolizes the mind game of this game. And the ability to manipulate someone to do what you want. Mm -hmm. And she does it. And you saw that in Game Changers in the first episode. Like, she manipulated Ty. Like, regardless of the fact that he never responded to her, he gave her every response that she needed without saying it. Um, I just love that bitch so hard. And I'm like, she is my favorite. And I'm very, I'm very um, torn about the fact that I want her to go, I want her to win Game Changers, I'm just saying. And I know that she's possibly, probably not going to, but I'm still putting all my emotions into that. But then at the same time, like, oh, Ben, this is asking me, like, to choose my favorite chocolate. Like, <laughs> well, that's the next question, much. actually, so I won't ask yeah. you that. <laughs> oh, Peter. Uh. Seriously? <laughs> oh, who else do you want me to talk about? Like, fuck, do you want me to talk about a season or a person or what? What just, do you want me to just, talk just about? Just anyone. I mean, again, there's like 500 of them to choose from. I mean, we See, do, love, don't want to be okay. here all night. but <laughs> Okay, like, Andy, Andy's probably going to roll his eyes, but I love Amanda Kimmel. And I think that Amanda Kimmel was a great... Are you dropping your head because you think I'm a stupid bitch? <laughs> I had to cover my eyes I think, I think Amanda did very good. Like... Yeah. She was a good social player. She knew what she was doing. And her disadvantage was back-to-back seasons. Um, She entered Micronesia playing like she did in China. You know what I mean? So she had no time to adjust for that. Exactly the same as what Russell did from Samoa to Heroes vs. Villains. They never had the chance to analyze the game of what they played and realize it and change it and re-enter the game at that. But I think, I mean, fucking hell, Amanda Kilmer was brilliant. Like, she made the end twice. Yeah. She, and Heroes vs. Villains, she was, what, six or seventh? Um, the girl knows what she's doing, and she's just that, like, 
doe-eyed, oh, just do what I say, you know, I'm a ma- I, don't, I don't know, I have a big thing for the girl players, I think the boys are on dicks, but, um, <laughs> I, I don't know, like, it's just that, and, I mean, even going back to Courtney, Courtney is, oh, oh, God, what do you want me to do, you took me, you're literally making me, I, I can't, I can't, Ben, I can't All right. talk about Take it Take a step back, much. think it's of chocolate, he's, he's some chocolate, uh, Shit. Andrew, Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, your 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 answer. <laughs> yeah, I think probably Sestanino. You can't go past Rob Sestanino back in Amazon. Um, you know, you had sort of people locking into alliances and riding them all the way to the end before that, and then Sestanino was able to pick up loose numbers down the bottom and flip the script on a lot of you know major lockdown alliances. So I think yeah, for me it'd probably be Rob Sestanino next in line with Richard Hatch um, back in the early days of Survivor folklore. Good, good answer. Good but answer. What about hats? Why do you say? What do you well, say? Well, the, the question, the question was uh, that Kevin said he said you're not allowed to answer Richard Hatch because I mean I guess Richard is oh, the obvious yeah. game changer uh, yeah. from from oh, day was one. He? Uh, <laughs> How can you be a game changer when you're the first person to play? That's what I want to understand. There's, How can you be a game changer when you um, no one else has played before? So you've or you you play it as you play, which he played fabulously. And yes, if you want to like pick the bitch. Um, you made an alliance and, you know, you did your thing. But how, how is Richard Hatch a game changer? I mean, he was a smart first-time player. He wasn't a game changer because the game had never been played before. I, I would love to get you guys on an episode together because it's funny because, like, I remember when I used to ask the questions about, like, you know, least favourite winner and all that. I, remember, I can't remember who it was who ever answered Richard Hatch first. I honestly thought they were going to die because I'm like, you don't answer Richard Hatch, he's going to send the mafia yeah. after you. Like, you just... Oh, really? <laughs> and I never heard from them again. Um, yeah. so... <laughs> That's why I don't remember their name. <laughs> so, Craig, it's been nice well, knowing you while you've been I alive. Think he... <laughs> I think he was fabulous and I loved it. But I mean, you still if you if you watch Palautiga back, you can see those moments when he was shit scared. There was moments when Richard Hatch was shit scared, like he was scared about the vote, and he was scared, and it was pure luck that helped him get to the next stage. I mean, he still bragged about it and said, "Oh, it was me and everything I did." No, because he was saying one thing, and his emotions and his reactions to the situation were completely different thing so but i can't you know yes he won the first time and he did it brilliantly and he set the game up for the rest of this 34 seasons of amazingness that we all love but i wouldn't class him as a game changer and i'll happily say it to his face interesting wow definitely there's an episode i just i just would just walk walk out of the room i wouldn't even need to talk you guys would be on it for for a while uh thanks kevin again you most of your questions here i think sorry kevin that was dragging (laughs) off the episode question now these again i will say for people who are tuning in they've never heard survivor oz before for shame listen to them uh but uh, we used to ask five questions basically to all our contestant interviews and these were just kind of a wide-ranging uh you know look at opinion on to do on with survivor and i'm gonna be completely honest with both of you here it's been so long since i've asked these i've literally had to look them up i could only remember like four of them i was like what was question number two but i i'm excited i know now but question number one i can change because i can't ask you about jeff probst i can ask you about jonathan lapalia Jeff Probst, no, fuck Lapalia. <laughs> <laughs> what 
Well, I could ask you about three things you learned Jonathan, about Jeff Probst. I love you. Uh, yeah. If you Jonathan, really want to. Jonathan, if you need me back, just you've got my number. It's 04, 04, <laughs> call me. What are, what are three things you learn about uh, Craig's bestie, Jonathan LaPaglia? I'm going to start with Andrew on this one. Um... <laughs> now you want to answer about price? Yeah, uh, ask Craig first. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, I didn't even know Jonathan really that much even before we went out there. So I, I know, but <laughs> um, he's. I don't know. Jonathan was a really nice dude to me. I just he was sort of just there as the host. You know, like with Survivor, of course, if it was Jeff Probst, you'd be like, oh, my God, it's Jeff fucking Probst, holy shit, you know, and we always hear about Jeff Probst has a really foul mouth and is swearing all the time and stuff. Um, but, yeah, for Jonathan was just sort of, I don't know, just sort of the host of the show and was a nice sort of dude and got better as the show went on, I felt like. So, I don't know. I didn't know much about Jonathan beforehand, so I didn't really care. I was just, yeah, right, you're the host. Cool. Tell me what to do. Yep. Narrate the challenge. <laughs> it's not Rove, so uh, we're going to go along with it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Craig, uh, anything that you can add? Uh, ben, I flirted with Jonathan the parlor as soon as I got off the car. Um, I think the first words I said to him, he asked me what um, guy in the yellow shirt, what in the glasses, why are you here? And I was like, oh, to see you, babe. I'm like, so gorgeous. Um, I flirted with him from day one. Um, I called him babe. We had a running commentary. Um... I thought he was great, and things I thought about Jonathan LaPaglia was the fact that every time I saw him, I didn't realize I was playing Survivor because I was just like, are we actually really doing this? Like, getting off those trucks and seeing him, I remember staring at him for like five minutes. It was probably 30 seconds, (laughs) but it felt like five minutes, and I was Mm. going, is this guy going to speak? Like, what are we actually (laughs) doing? Um... Is this seriously happening? And he just sort of did everything in slow-mo. And because I was in such a heightened state of, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, we're going to fucking go out there. Oh, my God, oh, my God. And he just went, welcome to Australian Survivor. And I was like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Was it was it weird from a fan perspective? So used to the US version, so used to Probst. You know you're playing. You've got this dream, but it's not Jeff Probst. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. There was a few times I nearly called him Jeff Probst. Yeah, a little, a little bit. Um, I I agree with Andy. A little bit. I was there. Was sometimes I was standing there going, "Could you just morph into Jeff? I want to call you Jeff." Yeah. Like, I've got so many more one-liners for Jeff, <laughs> not you, Jonathan. Sorry about it. So, <laughs> did he, did he, did he... you're hot. You're really hot. If you want me to say you're hot, I'll tell you you're hot. Did he actually, like, try... Because, I mean, I remember when we spoke to... Um... God, I've not even gone blank on the guy who hosted the very first Australian Survivor. But I remember when we we interviewed him, he was saying that, like... They were, he was deliberately told to kind of rephrase those Survivor catchphrases to make it a bit different. Did Did he, like go out of his way to say things that Jeff would say or was did you kind of get that vibe that maybe he also was trying to be a bit different? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Kind of, <laughs> he did a lot of the quotes from like that Jeff would usually say but he would change it up like a little bit. Like he'd I say mean, immunity's he, back in play instead of immunity's back up for grabs and mm-hmm. stuff. And it, he still sort of, he did sort of say always like, come on in guys, like, Let's. But he changed it up every time. You know what I mean. He didn't always say like, "Come on in, guys." He would sort of go, 
let's go guys or something like you know what I mean like it wasn't the same but it, it for me it did give the same spin same appeal. and did you, did you feel did you feel from a fan's perspective then that he did a he did a good job I loved him yeah, I thought he I was think he did really from um, an Australian perspective uh, I think that he evolves through the season and I mean there's things like yes Jonathan if you're listening there's things you need to work on you stupid bitch but um, <laughs> I think that uh, he number one he needs to uh, work on his connection with his tribe mate well, not tribe mates but his contestants um, speak to them and understand what they're going through and understand what position they're in um, I think just in the sense of Phoebe's copped that a lot, uh, Phoebe, in the sense of he called her game out a lot of the time. Um, he needs to understand what we're going through to match his questions with it. Um, but I think a lot of the time he did fantastic and he can work on that. I think next season we're going to... Next season, then I'll judge him. That's what I'll do. Good, yeah. good point, good point. And just quickly, I mean, just, we're talking Jono here, but like, I mean, I think, Andrew, you mentioned, I mean, you didn't really know who he was. And so I know with Probst, he's generally there in a lot of the casting phases. So did neither of you really not see him until that, that opening day? No. No. Okay. Not until we hit the beach. So, yeah. Not until I climbed off that truck bend did I yep. didn't even know who the fuck Jonathan McCarley <laughs> was. Yep. So we, I, mean, I can imagine that's unique because, like, I mean, again, all the rumours about who the host would be and, like, I mean, did, so you didn't even know who was hosting going into this or did you know that? I knew, was... I knew who was host. Okay. I knew it was Jonathan McCarley and I knew bit... of him from that bloody, what I just... is it called, glove child or whatever. Right. But I don't watch it, so I didn't... I just didn't know if it was, like, in a reason. secret. Like, you're thinking, like, is it going to be Rove? Is it going to nah. be, you know, no, Grant I'll, 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 I'll tell you, Ben, I did go through your top ten of who the fuck's it going to be <laughs> um, in Survivor Oz. I was going through it going, are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me? Like, and you had your Rove, and you had your Dr. Goddamn, what's-his-name vet, Bond and vet. shit like oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, are you serious? And I don't. Did you even have Lapalu? Don't in think that? so. I don't. I think he was okay. in the frame. I mean, that's the thing. And I think when he was cast, um, straight away, it's kind of like, yeah, he kind of looks the part. And then kind of it clicked because I realised that I'd interviewed him before. I, I interviewed him like years ago at the, the Australian Grand Prix when he was in the celebrity race. And I'm like, I've got a photo with him. Like you know, I've, you know, so like, hey, I've got this connection. But um, I mean, I think he he did a stand up job because I think that's kind of as any fan will say, the day that Jeff Probst leaves, how's it yeah. going to be? How are you going to compare? Gonna be. Like you just it's don't want to think be. about that. So I think no, it's not survival without Jeff. Much. He did it. He did it to an extent that like you really an episode or two in, you forgot you weren't watching the US one. He just did it enough that it was standard, and you're like, cool. Yep, that's who we've got. It, I mean, Rove. Yep. I'm mean, no, I like Rove as a no, as an interviewer, as a host, no, but not as a survivor no, host. Not as a survivor. Host. Host. You know, he would have been I like, have been, you're going to win immunity. I, what the? Uh, you know, if I, I rocked up, if I rocked up and Rove was there, I'm pretty sure he would have copped a lot of mouthfuls. <laughs> that would have been interesting. Uh, question number two. This is the one that I legitimately forgot. I could not remember what this question was until I looked it up. Uh, what is your favourite and least favourite season of Survival? Let's start with Craig on this one. Uh, my least favourite mm, and favourite. Give us both. Uh, um, I think my favourite would probably be. If I ever give anyone an episode uh, season to watch, it would probably be Micronesia or Heroes vs. Villains. But my personal favourite would be Philippines. 
I loved yeah. Philippines. Crazy. I loved it from the start. Um, Abby Marie. Also, the fact that I picked um, what's her fucking name? Denise. Denise. Sorry about that, Denise. I love you, bitch. I uh, <laughs> picked Denise from the start to win. Um, Abby Marie again. I love that stupid Brazilian. God, she's fantastic. Um, and then my least favorite. Oh my god. Hmm. I I don't know if I I haven't. Uh, Guatemala, no. See, I sit there and think if you say what's your least favorite, I I sort of think back to original series because I think they didn't compared to now they didn't have as much stuff go on. But at the same time, back then when I watched it, they were fantastic. You know, like. I don't think I have never experienced a bad season of Survivor. I think maybe there was you know whatever. What, oh, okay, I'll give you one. Bloody. Um, <laughs> Love the oh, thought process fuck. here. What's it's, it called? Yeah. Um, shit. That's my that's my least favorite too. It was terrible. No. Yeah, um, um 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 the second blood versus water. That was pathetic. Oh, oh, someone just sir. Oh wow. Okay. Someone just sir. Uh, there you go. Right. I mean, uh, that was when I was like, oh, God. Interesting, interesting. <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, Just doing me. Did he have pants on? I don't even think I'm going to edit that out of the episode. That was that's a, yeah, uh, That's a great mental image to kick off. It was my favourite season. Um <laughs> Jesus oh, God, I wish we were recording the video yeah. of this right now. Uh. Yeah, that's hilarious. That's your screenshot. That's Craig's crutch as he gets off the chair. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, yeah, uh, feel free to yep. answer. Uh. <laughs> He's like a cracker. God, he makes a laugh. Um, Favourite season. Heroes vs. Villains usually the standard answer, and it's an awesome season as well. But for me, probably Kagayan, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, for obviously all new players, and I feel like they all played like a returning players' season. The gameplay was really high. Um, the King TV, hashtag Team TV, Tony Varkos, of course, with an awesome game he played, and some really good characters. So, you know, Trish, Cass, Wu, um, Spencer as well, like massive Tasha, massive characters that came out of that season. That, you know, most of them have returned and quite a lot more could even return as well. LJ is another one. Um, so probably Kagayan for me. Then, as my least favourite season, Redemption Island, <laughs> for obvious reasons. Yes. The gameplay was boring. Um, it was good to see Rob, you know, rock it and play a great game. But, I mean, it's his fourth season against a bunch of knuckleheads. Um, pretty boring. Here we go. Again, this is the things on the screenshot button there. <laughs> Sorry, back with the crotch shot. <laughs> Sorry about it. I will say to you though, I just realised while I was pissing um, that the season I actually was very disappointed in was um, Marquesas. Oh, okay, really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Not be- not because of gameplay. I was actually because Marquesas was the one that we obviously never had on our TV. So it was the one that I didn't see. I actually only saw Marquesas probably about two, three years ago where I got to watch it through. And the reason that I didn't like Marquesas was because I thought the challenges were absolute bullshit. 
Like, and I think that was because maybe, you know, the whole switch from Jordan to Marquesas at the last minute, whatever the situation with Survivor was at that time. But, I mean, the whole fucking, oh, let's go and fly a kite on the beach. (laughs) Um, Let's stand on stilts for the longest. Like, some of the challenges after Africa, I thought, this is crap. Like, what are they doing? The gameplay was fantastic. The gameplay was great. Challenge-wise, I was like, this is really pissing me off because they need to step it up. So, I'm back, I'm back. You're back, you are back. Thanks, again, we got two lovely crotch (laughs) shots. I'm I'm sad that we're not recording the video. Oh, good, oh, well, as long as it's uh, it's audio and you're not looking at my (laughs) scrape. That's my next question. Were we looking at his script? I, I feel like uh, for when I have Australian Survivor contestants on now, if we ever ask these questions again, I should be asking, what's your favourite and least favourite season of Australian Survivor? I and mean, we've got three now. So, um, oh. Can't remember the first, can't remember the second, so the third. <laughs> so, the second one was a goddamn celebrity one. Does that even yeah, class? Dico, not really. fucking serious. I will admit, I've still never seen it. I've still never seen this celebrity. I've never seen it as well. I watched the first one. I watched one. it back I think, in the day. It was horrible. I, I actually think I've got the first one on VHS down in some boxes downstairs. And that's honestly. where it should stay, Craig. Never yeah. let oh, it see the light of day. Alright? Just okay, do the okay. world a favour. It's on YouTube. It is on YouTube if people wish to see it. It is. Yes. It is actually on YouTube. I did rewatch yeah. it about two years ago and it's like it's, yeah. it's, it's painful. I mean, the last episode is great. I will say the last episode it's pretty darn good but the, the lead up like you've got to pull your hair out you're like oh this is so bad um question number three who is the sexiest ever contestant of survivor and andrew i'll go for you first and feel free to throw in some Thank australian you. contestants if you want to choose from them yeah um jesus christ hope a, a totally random answer here usually people say poverty oh hope. <laughs> Hope. Yeah. What are you laughing at? Hope. Hope's a good one. Hope's, hope's, hope should be brought hope up more. Yeah. 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 Who? Fantastic. Exactly. Who? <laughs> hope Driscoll. Yeah. She oh. went out early, really early. Was that day three or day six? Was Something Hope like day yeah. three or day six? She was. Doesn't oh, matter. Look at you for your little blonde cheerleader bitches. <laughs> um, what about you? Oh, God. I don't know, because a lot of the hot guys that get on Survivor are always arrogant dicks, and I hate pissing competitions. So, um, that's why I think usually with Survivor, I actually pick, um, like, girls to win, because the guys piss me off so much. So, I'm going to pick a hot bitch, and I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with T-Bird, because I know she's oh, listening. T-Bird, oh, you fucking suck up. Oh, again, you do listen to Survivor, oh, Oz, you suck up. Uh, look, <laughs> I, if, if, if she sings me a rendition of Tomorrow, I'd be so happy. Hey, I'm going to send you the link for the little uh, documentary film thing that I made for my trip, and you will see uh, dude, driving. I watched it. You what, did you watch all three hours of it? <laughs> When you, uh, yeah, when you went to her house. No, I'm talking about the bit where I'm in the car with T-Bird driving into Atlanta and she's singing it in a convertible. No, I didn't see that. Didn't see that, all right. All I watched was when you were at her house and she was going through all her stuff (laughs) and getting her stuff out. And I was just like, and then when she was like showing you her flag and that, um, 
and the the note from um, Probst saying, "I'm really, you know, I'm sorry that you didn't get picked." And she was talking about how he kept going on about her face when he said to her, "You're not a second yeah. chance." And she went, yeah. "Fuck you!" <laughs> and she was like, "Oh, your, your face was the worst face I ever saw." Like, yeah, that was heartbreaking. Ben, when you talk to her again, just let her know that true Survivor fans wanted to throw the remote control, as I yeah. did, mm-hmm. at the TV. Listen to last week's. I, I said it to her on air. I said it to her on air, Craig. I you can hear her reaction. honestly thought she was an absolute and utter shoo-in, mm-hmm. and I cannot believe, I absolutely cannot believe that since Second Chance, we've had this season come back, and... She wasn't even considered, like, not even looked at. So, if, if honestly, she is a definite go-back, and if she's not considered, I'm seriously writing an email to Jeff Probes and saying you're a dick, and <laughs> go and suck a dick. <laughs> right. Uh, on that note, uh, question number four. <laughs> Who to you... Okay, what's that? <laughs> Who to you is the greatest player never to have won? Let's go with Craig first. I think we know the answer for this one anyway. Yeah. Oh, what's that answer? Three? Yeah, pretty much. There we go. All right, Andrew. It has to be. Probably Suri as well, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. Suri's, yeah. Awesome player. Um, she would have won Mark Renee if it was an F3. Yeah, mate, mate, we might, yep. we, she might be um, not eligible for that uh, question in a couple of months. Who knows? Yep. Uh, question. Uh, there's actually six questions. Oh, fuck, I don't even know this. Who listens oh, to Survivor? Who uh, question number long. five. Who is your least favourite winner, uh, Andrew? Uh, I mean, I guess you could answer Christy. Fabio. Oh, Fabio. Fabio. <laughs> Fabio. Yeah. yeah. Fabio. Fabio. We'll play it safe. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Great. Well, yeah, why? Just, because... Like, he did nothing the whole time and just won, like, three challenges in the end and then he's the winner. Why? Because he did... But I suppose it's... Yeah. If Sash didn't promise Jane that he was going to buy her house or whatever... Oh, was, don't we fuck with Jane. Honestly, <laughs> I'm, I loved Jane. She's another one that I want to come back and they're probably not inviting her back because, you know, she's an older woman. But Jane rocked that game. Maybe when she went off and cooked, caught a fish, and then she fucking went and cooked it on fire and ate it herself. When has that ever happened since? (laughs) Never. No. And she's like, "Oh fuck, man! I'm gonna eat this fish, Mama Sam. Then go through your shit. You don't know me." Like, and she's there going. Oh my god! And then she gets to the end and just oh full god, on goes Sash and goes, "Oh fuck you, Sash! You're an asshole! Fuck you!" I'm like pure gold. I actually got asked to do Hearts of Reality this year, and the only reason I couldn't do it was because it was like shit. And I said, "I'm absolutely disappointed because Jen is going to be there." And I was like, "I want to go to meet her." And they're like, "Yeah, she's gorgeous. She's amazing." And I was like, "Yeah." Can you make sure she's there next year? Because next year I can sort of work it out. But I need to see that bitch. And then they were sending me all these photos of her. And I'm like, yeah, I know who she is. I want to, like, say hello, bitch. You were fabulous. How's those dog arms going? The bingo wings. The bingo wings. (sighs) Okay. Oh, hi, Ben. I don't think Craig actually answered the question, did he? <laughs> oh, who am I answering? Who's the, the least favourite winner? Least favourite winner. Oh. <laughs> Bob Crawley. 
No, yeah. it was okay. Oh, how can you judge a winner? Hmm. That's really raw, Ben. Like, I, I honestly, did, how you remember, I did used to ask who's, your, who's the most least oh, deserving. let me be really bitchy and say Christy. <laughs> <laughs> do it. Do it. There you go. Hi, Christy. Okay, I'll say Christy and then she can text me and say, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> we, we need to get her on the show just so we can just have this slinging match of like, fuck you, no, fuck you, no, fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, turn into Aussie man reviews all of a sudden. Um, where are we? Uh, what was? Uh, uh, yeah, who's? Uh, there we go. I know what I'm asking. Uh, let's start with Craig. End it off. Who is the greatest player in the history of Survivor and why? Oh, man. Do you give me time to think of this? Like shit. I wish I had some like. Um, thinking music. I don't think there is ever a greatest player to say. I prefer to like moves i think there's good players i think we see those players all the time we're seeing it now with second chance i i that's too big of a range to ask there's no one player survivor that's fantastic like oh what do you want me to say oh busting busting rum oh okay what (laughs) bitch came second once (laughs) fucked up two times and then won his fourth time like okay does that make him a good player uh, Sandra Diaz Twine won twice, but really, you can look and analyse her game. Does that make her a really good player? Yes. N- not, I think so. does it really? Um, <laughs> socially, socially and stuff, like, does, you know, does that make her an actual good player or just have a lot of luck while she plays? Um, because I think there's players that make really good moves that, make moves and then there's people that just seem to be in the right place at the right time but you don't necessarily see them make a move to get there um and then you know peeps would say Tony and I I mean when I watched Tony play I thought he was a dick I hated Tony when he played I hated Tony and I hated Russell I hate arrogant dicks I hate them I absolutely hate them I'm not kidding like Russell and Tony, when I watched them, I hated them. I was like, get the fuck off. Like, I hate you. I hate arrogant dicks. I hate and arrogant dicks. I hate them. So it's like, yeah. his competitions, like, think Russell just funny. pissed me off so much about his, ar- like, his arrogance at tribals when he'd vote someone off and just smile at them and go, bye. <laughs> and the Tony did this, and I was like, fuck you, you just assholes. And then they win. And everyone talks about how much they're fabulous. And they love them. I'm like, what? What do you mean? I hated them. But, yeah. There's not one good player, man. And I pretty much just went round and round the roller coaster Look, with it's, that. it's fine. But, the roller coaster has been a fun one whole episode. So, like, yeah. we're, we're buckled in and... <laughs> You know, this is this is what Dreamworld maybe need to do. Have this as a ride, and nobody will die. Uh, too soon, uh, Andrew. Um. <laughs> oh, hit the emergency stop. Yeah. <clears throat> Sandra. Sandra has to be Sandra. Okay, two-time winner. Results don't lie. She's a, why, babe. She, she played twice. Right, well, you know, perfect record at the moment because she hasn't been voted out yet. Played twice, won twice. In the first few episodes of this season, first two tribal councils she goes to, she doesn't go home. She's a physical yeah. liability. There's no reason to keep her around. And she's calling the shots and takes out a winner and Tony. She's okay. the best that's ever played. Simple as debate that. With me, the, the, don't with me. For Pearl Islands, it was just yep. luck. 
she got there for, through luck, yeah? Pearl Islands. You have to admit, she was luck. She's a good player, though, Craig. She no, does things No, subtly. that's not what I asked. Just because Pearl Islands. How did she get to the end of Pearl Islands? It was luck. Yes, heroes versus villains. But everyone she has a bit of luck, play. though. Of course everyone, they have yeah. luck. Where, where was her big moves? Where was her big things? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Am I blind to it or what? Like, as much are, you like just, as- are you saying that because she's won twice, so automatically she becomes a great player? Or what are you talking about? Come on, Andy. You're a major fan, babe. Explain yeah. it to me because I'd love to know. Because I, I just look at it and go, it's to me, it's just she's just scored really lucky out of the draw, you know, because you can see those winners that actually have play-played and won, and she does, doesn't seem to have play-played to win. She's just won. But you don't need to necessarily make big moves to get the end and win the game. She's always had subtle moves as well that, you know, Tyson has spoken about it a lot as well on podcasts and things that Sandra is really good at making up semi-truths and exploiting those and to, to turn targets away from herself or, you know, her allies. And you saw it again in Heroes vs. Villains, Courtney, when they were going after Courtney and she turned it on to Coach and Russell took out Coach first before Courtney. Fair enough, Courtney goes that next tribal council anyway. But Sandra's always done that where she's made subtle moves along the way and she slowly... Fair enough, she hasn't been able to pull off anything too big except for this current season where she took out Tony and usually the people that she doesn't like straight away, like Fair Play or Russell Hans, she hasn't sort of taken out but she's still been someone who's been able to get to the end and win and win twice. She's the only two-time winner in the history show, the history of the show. Yeah. And as far as I'm concerned, that makes her the greatest ever until someone like if JT wins again, which is the only winner now left in the game um, besides Sandra, then you could argue the case that maybe JT's the best winner, although he's played three times, lost on his second time and then won third. I think Sandra's the greatest that there is at the moment. There you go. And you can't argue against it. Interesting. Wow. Well, this is a whole other episode. We're opening cans of wins. There's spin-offs. There's backdoor pilots. We're just doing everything here. Uh, guys, this has been so much fun. Um, this is... Yeah, wow. This has been an experience. Uh, thank you, <laughs> <laughs> both of you, for, for joining us. Andrew, pleasure. Thank you. And uh, for thank sure, we're going to get you back on again. I, I can't say we won't because we will. So thank you. No worries. Thank you very much for having us, Ben. It's been a dream come true, honestly. Like I said before, we spoke about Survivor Oz when we were out there on the beach, Craigie and I, in the rain, shivering, trying to get warm, and we were talking about, you know, podcasts, Survivor about Kelly Wigglesworth and the whole sandwich, BJ for a sandwich incident. Fuck a dick for a sandwich. But, yeah, like, you know, it's honestly a pleasure to talk to you. I know your voice so well, and to be able to have you respond to me and be answering your five questions at the end um, is incredible. So thank you very much. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you, Edward. Thank you, Craig. Uh, again, it's been an experience, but thank you. <laughs> ben, I hope I wasn't too, like, full-on for you, but this is how I <laughs> Never. am. Uh, but I'm just going to say, I uh, just reiterate what Andy said, and, um, yeah, mate, like, there was moments on that island where we did sit down and literally talk about you. Like, you have no idea. We talked about you and talked about stuff that... Um, that's how me and Andy bonded was the fact that both of us were dicks and <laughs> listened and read your stuff, mate. Like, we read your stuff. Yeah. And that's how we got to one of my most memorable moments that I laughed about. I laughed my tits off, Ben. 
was we were sitting in a rainstorm. It was pissing down. We were saturated. Mm. And Andy tells me the story about listening to your podcast and hearing about Richard Hatch talk about Kelly Kelly Wigglesworth talk about sucking dick for a sandwich. (laughs) And I pissed myself. Everyone else is crying. What the fuck? And screaming and fuck you, Rain. And I was... (laughs) Hissing myself, laughing, absolutely saturated. And I looked at him and said, that is the best story I've heard since I've been out here. Wow. And it's you bet. So I, I, if I ever, when yeah. I go back and rewatch your season, I'm going to see scenes of you guys in the rain and just um, wonder how wet your shorts are also besides the rain. <laughs> <laughs> now, you're going to see us in the rain or else you're going to just think about it, suck a dick for us, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> Constantly what I do when watching Survivor, but uh, that's another oh, story. <laughs> we'll be back next week, episode four of Game Changers. I won't be here, sadly. Colin's going in the chair. He's going to be talking... Oh, he's- Colin! Yeah, Colin is... You love Colin, too. Uh, I believe next week we're, we're trying to get uh, Tanya Vance on, I believe. But uh, stay tuned. We'll see how that goes. Uh, in the meantime, theoznetwork.net is where you can find it. We've got movie episodes coming your way as well. And lots more to, to get to. Cover and just do our thing, because this is what we do in our new version of this show. Subscribe on iTunes, rate us, leave us feedback, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, you know the drill, and we'll be back next time here on the Oz Network. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll speak to you next time. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net. 